Realty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Hey, yo man, happy Wednesday. Can you believe it's March 1st already on The Monty Show? Number 900. It's the Monty Show 900. It's ridiculous we have gotten this far, and here we are. Appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate the advocates. UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. They are having a blood drive on March 6th. Make sure you turn out. Make sure you go to UtahAdvocates.com slash blog. Register for the blood drive. When you donate, they're going to give you a $10 Amazon gift card. It is a great event. Make sure you hook it up. And what do you know? The advocates are working in the community. Of course they are. That's who they are. That's why you love the advocates. They care about our community. Best part about working with the advocates is you don't reach into your pocket. They have no consultation fees. They have no big retainers. No, no, sir. When you work with the advocates, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. So anything to talk about today? Anything going? Mm. I mean, anything be to happening? Nah. And stuff. Mm, nah. Uh, amazing battle on Twitter today. Amazing battle on uh, the YouTube comments today over the fact that we said some things, and really it's not we, it's you as usual. Yeah, you don't have to pay for <laughs> Pac-12 football. Um, uh, we said some stuff yesterday on the showgram uh, about how the Big 12 wasn't that much more stable than the Pac-12, and it really seemed to rile some feathers. But I want to throw this out. I want to start the show with this because I know it's what a lot of people are here to talk about, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. We still don't have a Pac-12 TV deal. We really have no idea where that deal is going to end up, although um, sources have told us repeatedly it's ESPN and Amazon. Sources have told us repeatedly it's capped at $25 million, uh, I think it's going to be five years. We'll see. But we don't have a firm grasp on where the Pac-12 is financially. Who's in a better position, the Pac-12 or the Big 12? Listen, very clearly, it's the Big 12. They have long-term financial stability. But let's not make it out like the Big 12 is the greatest conference in all of college football, and they have absolutely nothing to worry about. I think it's a lot closer, Jake, than people make it out to be And I don't think the Big 12 is that much better off than the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's really easy to pick on the Pac-12 right now. And and look, I'm not going to sit here and advocate that the Pac-12 is somehow in some better position. And I I think we need to define that just right out of the gate here. This conversation isn't about whether the Pac-12 is in a better position, right? Like, notice the title of the show is who is safe for the Big 12 or the Pac-12. And you can make a really strong case that right now, right here today on, you know, March 1st at 306 Mountain Time, that, yeah, the Big 12 is in a little bit stronger of a position because they have the media rights deal. They're $31 million a year. Like, yeah, sure, you have that deal done. But if you really stop and you take your pride out of it and you just really look at the situation, what happens if the Big Ten tomorrow came out and said, hey, uh, Baylor, hey, any school in the Big 12, whatever school you want to name, TCU, hey, We've got X amount to pay you every single year, right, as part of our TV deal. That This is how much more you're going to make than what you're on right now. We'll give you, tw- let's say the number's $50 million. Hey, we'll give you 2019, 
million more to be exact, right? Then you're getting in the Big 12. Well, if that was the case, then all of a sudden everyone wouldn't be sitting here saying that the Big 12 is in some super secure position. So yesterday in the program, we were kind of talking about this. Nobody's saying the Pac-12 is in a better position than the Big 12. Nobody's certainly saying that the Pac-12 has some stable future and the Big 12 is a dumpster fire. All we're simply saying is that the Big 12, the, the fate of the Big 12 could change at a moment's notice once the Big 10 hires a commissioner. And if the SEC ever gets super serious after Texas and Oklahoma join about expansion, it's really that simple. Yeah, and I think financially, everybody wants to point to the numbers. You're not going to have a quality financially. I mean, you're not going to make the $100 million per school that Big Ten schools are going to realize in 2025. Um, I don't think either one of these conferences is going to get near the baseline $51 million that the SEC is going to realize in their new TV deal. And when we talk about incremental races, one of the big comments this morning on Twitter and, and YouTube was, oh, well, how can you say that the Big 12's not better off? They got a, a raise in their new TV deal. They got a very <laughs> small raise. You want to talk about raises? Look at that number on the screen right there. $51 million. Do you understand? Do you understand that in TV alone, the SEC went from $55 million to $300 million? I'm for real. But, uh, you guys, this is not even a conversation. And so it comes to the Big 12. And again, we're not sitting here smearing the Big 12. We're not in under any circumstance telling you that the Big 12's a dumpster fire or that, you know, the, the Pac-12's in a better position. I'm not saying that by any way, shape, or form. But what I'm telling you is don't make the same mistake the Pac-12's made. Don't let your pride and your arrogance prevent you from understanding who you are and where you are. And when I look at the Big 12, you need to win more football games. That's just a baseline. And you need to cripple the Pac-12. You want to survive. You want to make more money. You want to have long-term viability. You need to cripple the Pac-12. And I know that, that Brett Yormark has said straight away, the commissioner of the Big 12, we're not competing. Yes, you are competing with the Pac-12. Because the bottom line is, if this goes on and none of the Pac-12 teams go to the Big 12, which right now I'm telling you they're not at this moment looking to get to the Big 12. But let's say in two years from now, six months from now, if you don't have teams from the Pac-12 going to the Big 12, the likelihood every single day is that the Pac-12 and the ACC merge. If that happens, the Big 12 is in a world of hurt. I'm just telling you that now because the already crappy conference, uh, uh, while they make almost no money, they have brands that could really help who's left in the Pac-12 get to a secondary level above where the Big 12 is. So it's not like you're locked in. And it does not matter to me in any way, shape, or form that you're this unbelievable basketball conference because basketball isn't paying the bills. What's paying the bills is winning football games and going to the college football playoff. That's what's moving the needle. It's why you made more money this year because TCU went on and won a playoff game and played in a second. That's why you made more money. The issue becomes, in my opinion, when you're only at $31 million as a baseline for your TV deal, you've got to have multiple two, three teams in this expanded college football playoff. And I think that's going to be very difficult to do, frankly, because I do think the Big 12 is a very difficult conference to navigate for recruiting. And I say that because 
I look at the skill positions. I look at the wide receivers. I look at the secondary. Hell, I even look at the quarterbacks. And I say to myself, how many Big 12 quarterbacks are thriving in the NFL? How many Big 12 wide receivers are thriving in the NFL? <coughs> how many Big 12 corner and safeties are thriving in the NFL? It's a handful. Mm -hmm. It is not a lot. And when I, I again, when we talk about Big 12 versus Pac-12, where's Caleb Williams? Because Caleb Williams a year from now is probably going to get ready to be the number one pick in the draft right. or close to the top because mm -hmm. that kid is universally respected. And you look at the, the SEC, look at the top of the leaderboard in the SEC, man. How many of the quarterbacks and the D linemen and the edge rushers, and we're going to talk about Jalen Carter obviously today, but you look at Jalen Carter, you look at Will Smith, you look at all these guys, Yeah, we're really heavy in the SEC. When it comes to defense, edge rushers, D tackles, you look at, at, at SEC wide receivers. I mean, they're all over the NFL. But you look at Big 12, and I think the Big 12 has to start recruiting up. I think the Big 12 has to start coaching up. Mm -hmm. And I think the Big 12, if they really want to bury the Pac-12, get multiple teams into the college football playoff. Because that's when you really start to double down on your money. Well, and let's not forget about this factor on, on, on the point you're making that the Pac-12 has actually done a decent job on the football field. I mean, you, you look at, you know, the top 10 yeah. and, and you look at, you know, those rankings and, and the Pac-12 actually had a, a pretty solid year, you know. And, and look, I know that the Pac-12 is a mess, I, it, like 100%. Like the Pac-12 is absolutely a dumpster fire and a mess. But you could make a case that the Pac-12 on the football field is better than the Big 12. And I know TCU went to the college football playoff. I get that, and I respect that. But what I'm telling you is that the Big 12 is in a good position right now today. But this concept looking forward about the Big 10 and the SEC swallowing everybody up and just doing battle every single year is not that far down the road. Five years in college football goes by in the blink of an eye, man. Like like you just said, Caleb Williams is going to be getting ready for the draft, right? Like before we know it. So to me, I just look at this and I say, man, like I, I understand that Big 12 fans and supporters and the folks in Stillwater are pissed. I get it. You're upset. You're a red ass about it. I understand. I get it. But you can't deny the fact that while yes you have a tv deal it's not like you're getting 50 a year you're getting 31 a year that's not a terrible number but, but it's not a great one look at this graphic look yeah. at this graphic and let this graphic tell you a story because you look at just the big 10 look at all the way at the bottom of this graphic big big 10 basketball gets a six-year deal for 10 million like I, I mean you're you're getting a secondary deal for Big Ten basketball <laughs> for 10 million bucks, right? Like that was their deal and that expires now. And then you go all the way to the top and they renewed for $8 billion, dude. Like they, that, you, you, uh, you oh, wait, see, I thought you said $8 billion. Well, hey, hey, like, <laughs> are you serious right now? I thought you said they renewed for a dollar for every person on planet Earth, bro. All I would say is look at the far right column average value and look at the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And you start looking at $710 million for the SEC on ESPN all the way down to $250 million at the Pac-12. 
So if the Pac-12 comes in at $250 million, that's $25 million a school, that would be a win. You look at the ACC at $240 million, you look at the Big Ten on Fox, like that's their deal expiring, they're already at $240 million. This is what I'm trying to point out to people. Look at the Big 12. The Big 12's current deal is already, already, what is that, 800 million behind the Big 10. Those are numbers that are really hard to overcome. So when we sit here and we want to crush the Pac-12 and Big 12 fans, I'm just telling you, you're not in a bad spot, but if you don't think you're vulnerable, I don't think you understand the I'm landscape. Those numbers out. Those are yeah, I don't think you racket. understand the, the, the landscape of college football. Mm -hmm. I truly don't. If you don't think you're vulnerable, I don't think you understand the landscape. That these expiring deals in the Big Ten are worth more than the deals you have now is insanity to me. Their deal that's expiring is worth your current deal. It's worth more than your current deal. Mm-hmm. And you're half a billion dollars behind on your renegotiated deal. I said half a billion behind. Shame. That means you're vulnerable because we all do it, right? We all, we all do this. You know it. I know it. We do it at work. We do it with wives and cars and dogs. Right. Well, their dog's nicer than mine. His wife, wow. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, has she always been that like, stacked? Like, that's what happens. Well, what do you mean the Big Ten's on the phone? Here, let me take that call. You're not, you're not asking your secretary to take a message. Your personal assistant, hey, take a message. Ah, it's a Big Ten. Take a message. No, bro. We're not available now. Go. Hey, I'm going to have to go, honey. Click. Hey, uh, hey, Commissioner of the Big Ten, whoever you're going to be. What can we do for you? Bojan. Right? Like, yeah. Hey, Bojan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're taking the call from them. You're taking the call from the SEC. And all of this discussion about the Big Ten going to 20, mm -hmm. if the Big Ten wants to go to 20 and they call, who's the best football team in the, they call TCU. Uh oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, is TCU on. saying no to the Big Ten? No. Who's the best team? Like, Creme de la creme, take your pick. Best team in the, in, the, in the SEC, Georgia. If the Big Ten calls Georgia, is Georgia leaving the SEC? They're not. Is Alabama leaving the... They're not. Old boy, Texas, they're not. Old Miss, no. Old Miss, no, they're not leaving either. But if you call TCU, who's making $31 million, and you're like, hey, man, we can offer you a $70 million raise. By the way... I think another interesting point of this too Hello. is, isn't it true that T like brands in the Big Twelve like TCU would be better secondary Big Ten brands than Stanford and Cal and you know these Pac twelve brands? Now I'm not yeah. saying that the Big Ten wouldn't add Stanford and Cal, but when you really look at this, if you put yourself at the top of the food chain and look down at everybody. Isn't the Big 12, like, don't they have more attractiveness? Like, don't they? Wouldn't wouldn't you, if you're the Big 10 and you look around, and you're like, yeah, we've got already Crown Clemson, you know. We've got, Florida State, you know, North Carolina. Florida State, you know, UNC, eh. But TCU, Baylor, right? Like, Kansas, like, Oklahoma State. And you know what? I'll, I'll even go back to the story of many years ago. 
that all the Utah fans were all upset about. When I said, hey, USC and Texas have talked to BYU about forming their own conference. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's never going to happen. They're staying in the Pac-12. Where's USC now? Mm. Where's Texas now? Mm. Where's BYU now? They're all, in different, they? they're all in different places, man. I, change happens. It's inevitable. And Austin Napierski, dude, uh, where is his comment? Austin Napierski, we, we've got a lot of comments. I appreciate you all. Uh, Ace says, y'all know I have nothing but love for you, but as a loyal consumer of your media, I'm legitimately burned out on this conference talk. So am I. What do you want to talk about? But no, no, it's, not even, it's not even what do you want to talk about. There's no doubt that on our channel in the last six weeks, the Big 12, Pac-12 conversation has stirred the drink. It mixed in with some NBA trade deadline, mixed in with some Utah Jazz. If you go and look at the watch numbers on our channel for content, this is what people are asking us to talk about. This is what people on Twitter want to hear us talk about. This is what people in the YouTube comments want us to talk about. So I, 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 am, I do not disagree with you, man. Like I am burned out as hell on Big 12 versus Pac-12. And what is the Pac-12 going to do? And we have called every source that we have. We have called everybody that we know to try and find different angles and new information. And everybody's just sitting here waiting for the Pac-12 to collapse. They're waiting. I was talking to a guy in Los Angeles last night who said, we just need George Klyavkov to fail and everything will be in motion. Talking about, hey, you know, our, our, you know, like this is a USC alum that I know. He's like, hey, man, all, you know, Stanford's going to the Big Ten. They're coming with us. Like, say they're coming with us as soon as they fail. I, like, that's a tough part. Like, we're listening to, to a podcast today uh, with John Aran, the respected media journalist for Sports Business Journal, um, and Andrew Marsham from the New York Post talking about how Live Golf got crushed by the PGA. Like, how many people are here to talk about Live Golf ratings? Like, nobody is here to talk about Live Golf ratings. I guarantee you, of the 246 people, most people are here to talk about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's a huge story. Let's, we're in Utah, and it is a massive story amongst Pac-12 fans. Mm-hmm. It's a massive story. And I, 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 Austin, I'm with you, dude. I, am, I wish it would come to an end. I do wish it would come to an end. So um, speaking of which, let's go all the way back to the top. And you guys have been flipping fantastic on comments today. As usual, Mike Chase, the first one in. I would think right now it's the Big 12. More members and a TV deal that's already done. I don't think anybody would argue with that, Mike. I think the Big 12 is on much stabler ground, but I think it's just as vulnerable as a Pac-12 is. That's how I would say it. If the Big 12 wants to exist, they'll exist. I don't know that I can say that for the Pac-12 because I just don't think there's an appetite uh, for their content. And as we've said many times on this show, we have been told by sources at ESPN, by other sources in the TV industry network, um, that... ESPN has no desire to carry tier one rights for the the Pac-12. I mean, we told you in August that Fox was out on being a tier one partner and really even a tier two partner taking like the second or third best game in the conference. They're out on that with the Pac-12 because they've got their hands full. They want a very little bit of Pac-12 basketball. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they want. And I think that's what they're going to get. 
because they've got the Big Ten and they have got the, the Big 12. And the Big Ten just has so many games that you're going to get Purdue-Indiana. You're going to get Purdue-Notre Dame. You're <laughs> going to get the secondary programs that are the Minnesotas right now. And I don't know what Luke Fickle does at Wisconsin, but you're going to get the Wiscos, the Minnesotas, the Indianas, the Purdues. You're going to get the, You're going to get that stuff on Fox right now. And, I, and I'm fine with that, but you're not going to get it on CBS. And the late game on, on, on NBC when that deal kicks in, you're not, getting that, you're not getting that. You're getting a really good game on NBC, you know, probably featuring UCLA and USC. Yeah. I think that's what you're getting. Lopes Van Gabe says show number 900. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of shows. Isn't dude. it, Gabe? Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks in uh, Arizona. Purple Haze says, in all honesty, the Big 12 is safer than the Pac-12 by far. Oh, I disagree. See, the problem is, I don't think, what makes the Big 12 safer? Well, people just say that they have a media deal and they have more members. That's what everyone, like, what is his reasoning? What is it? What does it say? They did what they needed to do to remain competitive. Also, basketball, though may not be football, is uh, a rising revenue sport. I don't even disagree with that. They're not more, they are just as vulnerable as the Pac-12 is. Yeah. The Big 12 is just as vulnerable. You know, like that to me is, yeah, I don't know. Um, I agreed with what comment last Keep week. Keep going up. He's on this whole rant about how you reverse course and how we. Jackson Graham yeah, is? Jackson Graham, yeah. All right, where is Jackson Graham? Um, Jackson Graham says Big 12 Bash Fest. The next week, Big 12 is the best. I haven't changed my opinion on this at all. Frankly, we just haven't talked about, we have been so focused on the Pac-12 that the other day I was talking to a guy, the other day now, in Lake Tahoe, when we were in Tahoe at Heavenly, I was talking to a guy... A couple of weeks ago, talking to a guy about how the Big 12 may have gone to market early and, and given themselves some solid footing, but that they're really vulnerable to other conferences. And that if the Big 10 or the SEC came calling, or if a new super conference is formed, a la the Pac-12 and the ACC or something crazy like that. Right. It would be very difficult for any member of the Big 12 not to answer the phone. It'd be very difficult. Now, it's, it's programs like Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not leaving the Big 12. That, I just don't see that happening. Program. But if you're Kansas, if, you are, if you're K-State, and you're, you, know, you, you, you are where you are, and the Big 10 calls... And says, hey, man, you know, we'd really like to add Kansas and K-State to the Big Ten. You know, we really respect what you guys do in basketball. And look, what, look how well you've done the last year in football. Let's get you in here. We'll, we'll start you at $65 million. No, no, actually, you know what? Like, let's go 30. We'll start you at $64 million. That's fully double what you're getting in the Big 12. Are you telling me that Kansas and Kansas State don't? don't at least have the conversation <laughs> and have to seriously entertain it. How do you not entertain it? Because what is the top of the mountain? Let's say that you get two, three teams into the expanded college football playoff. You're probably 60 million in, in cash paid out. 
let's be conservative and say 50 million. Any of those conferences can offer you significantly more than the best case scenario for the Big 12. Right. This doesn't mean the Big 12 is a bad conference. This doesn't mean the Big 12 is failing. This doesn't mean that the Big 12 is doing poorly. Mm-hmm. What have I said? The Big 12 is just as vulnerable as Pac-12. Why is that lighting your, your village on I, fire? I think that people get upset about this concept because for, you know, what, a year? Probably. Going on a year, maybe. I don't know exactly how long. You know, the, the media and the narrative has been that the Pac-12 is struggling to get this TV deal done. And obviously, we've been talking about it a lot. But I think the reason that fans get so pissed about it is because they're like, well, how could you say that the Big 12 is in a is is just as vulnerable as the Pac? We have a TV deal. We have 12 members. We have basketball. Because at the end of the day, what you can't get away from, and, and you can tell yourself a, a, a story if it helps you sleep at night, but what you can't get away from is what my guy just said. If whoever the next commissioner of the Big 10 is calls, you know, Brett Yormark, let's say, and hammers out a merger, you're done. You're, you're a Big Ten member. If they go to schools, like if they call any of those schools, you're done. They're going. Like, it's that simple. So, like, you can be upset, and I'm not trying to red-ass you, but the fact is, the reality is, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Yes, the Big it Ten is. has more money. The SEC has more money. And that's it. Everyone else can kick sand. And, and I think you just look at any of these conferences. If you look at... I mean, if you look at any of the P5s, it, I mean, there's room for improvement in every one of these conferences. Like, yeah. I look at the the already crappy conference known as the ACC. Like, what is it that you're excited about in the, in the ACC? Because you and I both know that Clemson is winning the Atlantic every single year until somebody pulls the jar down and takes the balls out and puts them back on an FSU head coach. Like, until FSU gets back to Prime and Bowden, I don't know. Like, they were 5-3 and three last year, and their defense was actually really good, and they couldn't win all of their home games, right? So, I, I look at North Carolina. How is North Carolina 3-3 three and three at home and 6-0 and oh on the road? This conference, even your best teams <laughs> in the Coastal, are flipping dysfunctional. Right. Okay, well, this is a basketball conference. Yeah, you're damn right it is. Shire makes history at Duke winning all of his home games. Like, this is a basketball conference now. That If, if we're, we're being really honest about the ACC, but if the Big Ten called Florida State, you know, we're willing to help you with that buyout. I know you guys are going to make $13 on your TV deal. $13 total. Um... I know you guys are going to make X amount on your TV, 18 or $20 million. How are the, how is Florida state saying no? How is if you are the big 10, do you not call North Carolina and Florida state? Do you not call Virginia, West Virginia, or excuse me, Virginia and Virginia tech, excuse me. Like there's real value in the ACC. And once this PAC 12 thing happens, I think you're going to see the dogs are are are, are going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out, what do they say in the Batman? Mm-hmm. We're going to find out how loyal a hungry dog really is. Yeah. Because they will eat each other. Mm-hmm. 
They will eat each other. And I don't want to hear about Duke and Carolina. And I don't want to hear about the Virginias. And dude, when it's $100 million, I'm answering the phone. Damn right. I'm answering the phone. And and I, I will, again, the Big 12, what is, if you're the Big 12, who's the worst team in the Big 12 right now? Iowa State, probably? Probably, yeah. What, were they one in eight last year? The Big Ten calls Iowa State, and I guarantee you there's a Big 12 fan listening to the show. So I could let him go. It doesn't work that way, bro. You and I both know it. Yeah. Oh, good. Let him go. Iowa State's going to make $70 million. You're going to make 32, 31.7, and you're just saying let him go. One in eight teams going to make 70 mil. Come on. West Virginia, Kansas. I mean, like... What about Baylor? Baylor's a hell of a brand right now. Baylor's a recent national champion in basketball. Are you telling me if the if the SEC called Baylor today? I know we have a ton of Baylor fans that listen to the show. You're telling me if, if, if the SEC called Baylor today and said, hey, we're taking you in Texas Tech. You guys want to come over? Please. They'll put their, settle this right dude, now. They'll put their shit in the back of Texas's moving van. And drive out there with them. Moving van? They'll get the F-550 dually out. I shouldn't joke about moving vans because people are like, hey, man, we're not moving our research institution out to the Midwest. Anyway, my point is, you guys understand my point. I don't understand why this upsets so many people, but... And I don't understand why we're getting comments about flipping or like how this opinion's changed. We haven't changed We our haven't opinion, flipped dude. at like, all. I would love for someone to, to explain how exactly... We flipped our opinion because I don't, I legit don't understand it. Brett Burnett says, nice try, Monty. No way other schools giving up money to help FSU or any other team. It must create more value than payment received. So think about it this way. If Florida State and North Carolina, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, throw two schools in the ACC, Clemson and Duke, all of a sudden join the SEC. You really don't think ESPN's going to pay more money for that? Or if there's only three conferences, three big 20-team conferences, yeah, let's say. Yeah, the P3s. Say, right? Like if there's three 20-team conferences, you don't think they're... Are you serious right now? Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Patrick Bourne says Baylor goes. Of course they. Of yeah. course they go. Yeah, dude. Patrick. And by the way, by the way, I just want to say, not to cut you off, if you're a big 12 fan and the Big Ten's calling, why are you upset about that? Isn't that a good thing? Like, isn't that a positive growth point? But the funny thing is, these the the fandom attached to these conferences is remarkable. If you're a Utah fan, mm. and the Big 12 calls, how many times have Utah fans been like, I'm not answering the phone. You guys uh, no. you guys are just, you, you, you're hacks. Trust me, you bro, hate, sources. You hate Utah, you hate Rudy Gobert, and you hate the Utah Jazz, too. Right? Like, it's always... Because God forbid, God forbid, cheese and rice, we can't be in the same conference. We can't step down to the Big 12 to be with BYU. Well, I got God's news for you. Name, hey, man. Image and I got news for you. You're not stepping down. You're surviving. And you're making more money doing it. God bless. I don't understand this ego around conferences where Big 12 fans are like, you guys just hate the conference. Are you Utah fans? <laughs> So let me get this right, fan of any team. Yeah. If you're an Oklahoma or a Texas fan, are you, you're just so upset they're leaving the Big 12. I can't believe it. I am no longer, screw them horns. 
Like, just what turn them down. Turn them down. Turn those horns down. Forks down. We are never leaving the Big 12. Horns down. Get out of here. You were jumping for joy to stick it to your brethren and be like, oh, we're out of here. And then you found out that Oklahoma was going with you. Ah. Uh, Stay hard. I don't understand this whole thing about, oh, well, a Pac-12 is going to live forever. It's not. Like, what, what is the ego about attached to conferences? And when did that happen? Somebody explain that <laughs> yeah, to can me. Can I give my guy Gumby? Okay, yeah, you get that one, then Gumby's. Janine says 12 is safe because our truck stops carry a greater selection of DVDs and Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Don't you love when you Dude. go into like a, a flying J or you go into like an amazing truck stop and they've got like the CB headphones in yes, there? Yes, yes. You're like, okay, I'll take one of the CB headphones and can I get a bag of peach rings too, please? Thanks. Can you do something for me? <laughs> love it. All right, who'd you, you said Gumby. Gumby, uh, was... Gumby said stay hard. Yeah, there's one above. <sighs> there's About so many YouTube comments. hacks. Right there. Okay, a couple more uh, right there. Two hacks on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah, That's thank you, exactly Gumby. Right. I, I appreciate you calling us by the proper name. Yes, thank you. Proper nomenclature is hacks on YouTube, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Jay Chapman says, I'm a fan of both OU and Texas. Yeah, you're not. You're not. There's no well, way. See, How does that happen? Well, because I'm, I was talking to Barry Switzer in the airport when he was carrying a gun, and he was telling me that he, has, he has half a Brian Bosworth's jersey, and... You know, I was talking to Chris Sims, and he was telling me he's got half of Earl Campbell's jersey. And I sewed them together. Yeah, and, I guess I'll have to figure something out. And all of a sudden, I was like, Boomer Longhorn, let's do this. You're not a fan of both. You're not. You, there, there's just no way. There's no way that you like Kevin Durant and Jalen Hurts. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not. He says, and I have no problem admitting I was over the moon when the news broke about uh, going to the SEC. Of course you were. Of course you what were. What do you mean? Of course like, you were. Come on. Euro or UEU, the European Union, uh, some, um. uh, some USC fan says, USC fans were a little sad. Then once they saw all the positives, we thought about how we can leave, leave sooner. Yeah, well, because, I mean, it's got to be tough, you know, when you realize that uh, you know, George Klyovkov did all this math on the back of the envelope for you, and he wasted like 17 number two pencils, and then you figured out he was lying, and it was actually a really good move. And That's pretty much self-explanatory. Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy again and might <coughs> actually give USC a quarterback who, you know, succeeds in the NFL. I know, we're getting crazy now. The DA says, don't forget the Swedish fish. Okay, oh, best, best truck stop candy. See. Best truck stop candy. Might be a trail mix of some kind. Yeah. You know those you bags know. that you get like two for one? Yeah. Mike and Ike's and Reese's Pieces. It could be. Could be. It's probably Mike and Ike's. Yeah. What's your best truck? What do you buy at truck stops? Because I usually am buying Bucked Up. Because you know they're the official energy drink of the Monty program. The Monty program. Uh, you know, you can go to BuckedUp.com. You don't even have to go to a truck stop to get bucked up. You just go to buckedup.com, use the promo code Monty, and get 20% off. Don't take my word for it that they're the best in the business. Click the link in the description below, and you too can get free samples, three free samples. And I love that everybody is taking my advice. The Peach Ring BCAs are amazing. I drink them every morning. I work out at 5.30 every morning Thanks. at Vaza Fitness, and I have a scoop of Peach Ring BCAs, and they're the best-tasting BCAs ever. 
and you can get a free sample. If you click the link in our YouTube description below, just click the link, friends. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And you too can get three free samples and a bucked up shaker cup just because you click that link. No strings attached. Do you hate it? The, you don't like the shaker cup? Okay, never go back. But what's going to happen, I promise you, you're going to love Bucked Up. If you go into any of Bucked Up's Utah locations, you tell them, hey, Monty said Miami's the best flavor. Hey, well, what they're, what they're going to tell you is, Monty was right and we're sold out, bro. Thanks. Because they're always sold out of Miami, right? So then you're going to get Mango Tango. And it's going to be all good. Yeah. And they're going to give you a free can too. The discount is not good in stores. You get a free can of energy drink in the store. Don't be a casual. Know how the codes work. The discount code Monty is only good online at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. And I'm just telling you now, man, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Bucked Up is the official energy drink. Of the Monty Show. Jeremy Severe says, Huckleberry Cordial made by Fars. I can only find it in Idaho. Also a churro nut roll, but I'm weird. Okay, I thought you just said a nut roll. I didn't mean what's the best snack in the parking lot. Like a churro. <laughs> I don't know churro personally, and I have no idea how good his nut roll is. But I'm, I'm telling you, go inside and get a protein bar, bro. You, you know. Uh, <laughs> Jackson Graham says how to get the free sample you just go click the link in the description below dude it's super easy um, if you click that link it takes you right to the free sample so you really should be good to go you know I would uh, yeah you just click the link in the bio and it yes. takes you where you need to go yes yeah. exactly right that's exactly what I would tell you to do yeah uh, Jackson I appreciate you doing that um, Jackson, I'm, I'm hoping you're less upset. Yeah, now. Jackson. Did Jackson you, did you says nerdy gummy clusters. What's a nerdy gummy cluster? Because I'm a huge gummy bear fan. Okay, let's Dude. pull the old Google machine out. I nerdy like it. Nerdy gummy clusters. I like it a lot. I do. Uh, Jeff Johnson says gross, dude. What? Yeah, they're basically nerds just in a ball. Okay. Again, I know you like things shaped in balls. Uh, Brent Burnett says the real question going forward is how long will it take before we expand a 32-team playoff? Too long. How long until we have bracketology for football? You know. Oh, it's gummy bears and nerds combined? Oh. Oh, Jackson, let's go. Let's go. Pepperoni rolls. Brian Hornbeck, the West Virginia fan, says pepperoni rolls. Now, the only problem with that is I don't eat pepperoni ever. Oh, I just kicked the cajoles out of my chair with my ankle bone <clears throat> oh that hurts uh gumby says pecan logs pecan pecan essay essay says end of the year top 25 means close to crap in today's world it uh, that's very true um levi long says a box of truly is the best truck stop okay uh <laughs> snack main event says lemon oh lemon heads look at my boy car wash channel bro to Jake and Monty, I don't wash cars. I just uh, film car washes. I just post them on YouTube. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Ooh, man. Damn, Dude, dog. What are you What are you doing under the table, bro? This is what I get for wearing dunk lows today. I have on dunk lows. And um, I just kick. The, if you felt these balls. Oh, uh, let's see. John says, we saw last fall that Iowa scores two safeties and one field goal on South Dakota State. Money does not necessarily translate to offense. Um, 
Um, <sighs> Better team, Iowa women's basketball or Iowa men's football? Go. <laughs> uh, Jaron Eccles says, my wife already stole my bucked up shaker cup. Hey, I told you. Sweatshirts and shaker cups. Huh? What, what did I tell you? Sweatshirts. What? Are you a sweatshirt guy? Well, yeah, like, obviously. do you give a girl your sweatshirt? Oh, that's like a well-accepted fact. I cannot tell you, and I don't remember the girl's name, but I had knee surgery many years ago when I was like 17. I think that's HIPAA? My jag-off brother bought me an Air Jordan flight or a Nike flight pullover hoodie from Athlete's Foot. Okay. And I gave it to this girl, and he was so mad that I let this girl wear my hoodie. I don't know where that hoodie or that uh, pullover jacket is. I never got it back. Yeah. He was so upset about that. You know. Keith Carl says, if Caitlin Clark could QB, look out. Seriously, exactly. dude. Iowa all day, man. SAA says, sorry, my comment are a bit late. I just realized I wasn't watching the show live. Come on. Be better. Dude, you're being a um, casual, bro. <laughs> C. Kaufman says, that's why I'm hiding my shaker cup from my wife. <laughs> Oh, my God. My wife does the dishes, so I can't hide it. You know. Um, let's go. Uh, Cody Strickland, have you guys talked about the ass fire of the jazz yet? We have not. Excuse we'll do that me, in the ass fire. We'll do that in 15 minutes. Strange Cloud says still talking pack 12. God damn. 12 minutes, man. Uh, Charlie Piazza gives us a dollar ninety nine to say I love when people tip us. And they'll and they'll like make some crazy ass comment. Well, you know, leprechauns are real. They live under guys, guys, they, guys, guys, they guys. live under the bridge on Seventh East. Hey I promise hey you. Hey guys, you guys should go check it out. What the fuck are you talking about? Hey, hey, yo, bro, you paid us six ninety nine to say that. I know, cause leprechauns are real. It's a real thing, man. Charlie Piazza, are you related to Mike Piazza? Uh oh. You think Utah Tech could ever make it to a P five? When <laughs> will they? Will I'm... see you play the laughing bomb. I'm telling you, I am telling you that you are sleeping on Utah Tech. I know. If, if we're sleeping on Utah Tech, then y'all are sleeping on Prime. That's what I'm saying, bro. I am just telling you now, after you click the join link that I just put in the chat, you go look at the facilities at Utah Tech and they're recruiting. For where they are, I'm telling you, you are sleeping on them. I appreciate the $2 to prop them up. Rodney uh, Durrett says, Pac-12 huge mistake was to spot on ESPN bid and go to the open market. I believe to spit on the ESPN bid and go to open market. I believe that is why ESPN is lukewarm now to bob on the pack in open market. I just think the Pac-12 overvalued itself. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I think George Klyovkov is a terrible commissioner. He didn't read the room, man. I, to be honest, I don't even think it really was about that they spat on the original ESPN offer. I just think they didn't read the room because the biggest problem is the Big 12 beat them to it. That's the biggest problem. I mean, if the Big 12 hadn't done their deal already, we'd be having a different conversation. We'd be talking jazz already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the Pac-12 would be the powerhouse that they said they would be. But they're not, so they're not. You know, like, it, it's... It's a big freaking deal, man. I'm telling you that George Klyovkov has, has killed this, has absolutely killed this conference. There is no doubt about that. Every time we talk college football, you should think about Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, the very best barbecue equipment in the business. 
It's always at bbqpitstop.com. Stop by any of their five Utah locations from Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the cheesy St. George, and of course our good friends in Murray on State Street right across from the mall. Barbecue Pit Stop's got it all no matter what you need, whether you're a Traeger guy, a Big Green Egg guy. Hey, how about People Magazine naming Yoder Smokers the the people's choice? Huh? Hook it up. They've got Yoder. I'm telling you, I'm a Traeger guy. Iron, Ironwood 885, the Ironwood XL looks phenomenal, the brand new Ironwood from Traeger. And I love that I can like color coordinate my whole smoking area. Mrs. Monty probably doesn't love that this spring we're going to have a big orange Traeger mat on the ground. We're going to have a cover. Like, I mean, we got, I'm yeah, telling man, you. man, we got it hooked up. Pimps will pimp. And I'm for real. You know. I'm for real. You know. I'm just saying. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, when you get to Barbecue Pit Stop, you're going to be in awe, but you can always shop online at bbqpitstop.com. And again, if you support small business and entrepreneurs, as we do on this show, all of our partners on this show are small business entrepreneurs. You look at guys like Barbecue Pit Stop, they're all individually owned and operated. They come together, they work hard, they grind every single day. That's why you should shop at Barbecue Pit Stop. Don't get your Traeger from a big box store. Go to Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Get your Traeger smoker. Get your pellets, your rubs, your sauces, your spices, bbqpitstop.com. We'll talk about Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter coming up in two minutes on Football at 50. Uh, T-Duck says George did nothing for a year but watch SC and UCLA leave. Facts. Facts. Yeah, dude. Uh, absolutely. Outside the echo chamber, you have a fireboard for that smoker yet? We do not. Do tell. Uh, Bob Holsey says Big Ten is as hung up on the academics as the pack is. Maybe Kansas could get in from the Big 12. I don't think any other Big 12 school tempts them. I think if they want to get to 20, it's with Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. That's what makes the most sense. I just don't know that the Big Ten has an appetite to, to give up a penny at any of their institutions. And I think it's going to be very difficult to do that. And if you're Oregon and Washington, you're going to have to take a huge haircut, dude. Like, you're going to make so little money for so long, I don't know that it's worth it. And I think that's been the biggest issue with Oregon and Washington so far is that the Big Ten needs to go out and find a streaming partner. That's why this deal we're going to talk about in 10 minutes, there was a huge streaming announcement today. I don't know if you guys heard it. We'll tell you about it in 10 minutes. It's a big deal. Yeah. It is a big, big deal. Because what's going on in live streaming sports is affecting everybody in this room watching this show the two of us, everybody that's a sports fan, your life as a sports fan changed today. I, I promise you, your life as a sports fan changed today. Facts. And, and I don't know how many people realize it. I don't know how many people want to recognize it. But I'm telling you, your life changed today. Yep. And if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the SEC, I have to believe they're all going to get on board now because of what happened today. And sure, you guys will all tell me I'm crazy, or but you watch when one person goes all in on streaming, others will follow. Mm -hmm. And I, I again maintain, and I don't think that Amazon has the appetite for it from what we've been told, but if I'm Georgie Poo in the, in the Pac-12, I'm all in on Amazon streaming. Yeah, Every one of my games, Amazon Prime Sports. That's, I, I go all in with it. They won't, but I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, it could be interesting. Outside the echo chamber said soon every team will stream on their own. T. Lawrence Gragston says no one is paying for pro New York sports individually, period. Yeah, I disagree. I totally disagree. Totally disagree. Uh, UJ4SC, JR4SC is your new name, says Big already took a basketball school that happens to be the second largest market in the U.S. They don't need KU. There are bigger schools in bigger markets that check all the other boxes. It was simply a matter of example. Yeah, dude. If they called Kansas. Okay, well, if they called Jimmy's Technical Institute of Basketballing and said, hey, come get your $70 million payday, right? Like, pick the school you want, whether it's Kansas or somebody else. I bet they have better quarterbacks in the NFL than USC. Um, you know, Austin Apierski says, MSG Network to launch streaming services for Knicks and Rangers games. Talk about that in nine minutes. Football at 50, 10 to the hour. Every single hour on the Monty program is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Wait until you see the in eight minutes the new pizza from Papa Murphy's. Good night. Good night, dude. Bomb. It doesn't matter how you pizza, you're going to change the way you pizza because this pizza is amazing. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Did you guys hear about this Jalen Carter situation? So you know several months ago now, I think it was, there was a terrible, terrible accident at Georgia. Just off campus, a Georgia football player and a female Georgia football staffer were killed in a single car accident at 2.30 in the morning. They were said to be out on football activities. I think the first reports were recruiting. And there was just a terrible accident. It happens. Okay. Well, then why are there two misdemeanor warrants out for Jalen Carter's arrest today? Oh, you mean it wasn't a single car accident. And allegedly, according to authorities, star Georgia defensive lineman and presumed number one non-quarterback pick in the NFL draft, Jalen Carter was driving his $116,000 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk and street racing, allegedly street racing with the female Georgia football staffer who had been drinking and lost control of her vehicle and killed herself and a teammate of Jalen Carter's in the accident. Now, I don't know why Jalen Carter didn't stay at the scene. I don't know the particulars of this, but the first thing I'm going to say is uh, it's 2.30 in the morning, number one. Nothing good happens at 2.30 in the morning. Get your ass back to the dorm at midnight. I'm telling you right now, if you have a kid in college, make him go to bed at midnight as best you can. Second of all, where's Kirby Smart in all this? Can I ask you this? Why is a football staffer hanging out with two football players at 2.30 in the morning? After she had been drinking, she had an elevated blood alcohol level, and she's behind the wheel of a car that's racing a track hawk at 2.30 in the morning. 
And of course, the big question that everybody else wants to talk about is, well, what does this mean for Jalen Carter in the NFL draft? Because for how many weeks now have I been sitting here saying future Chicago Bears Hall of Famer, Jalen Carter? Well, the problem is now I can't say that anymore. Because if I am the Chicago Bears, I can't draft Jalen Carter now. Uh-huh. And I will say, to his credit, Jalen Carter put out a statement today. And I'm going to put it up. This is what Jalen Carter said. That he received a phone call and that warrants had been issued against him for reckless driving and racing. And he said, it is my intention to return to Athens, Georgia, to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known, blah, 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 blah. All I need to know, Jalen, is were you at the scene of the accident at 2.30 in the morning and did you leave early? Did you escape prosecution while two of your fellow Georgia football folks were either dead or dying? That's what I need to know. Because I think this is a big deal. And I'm open to the idea I'm making too much out of it, but I don't think you can draft this kid, no. Yeah, I mean, I think that, it. you know, again, there's a lot of facts that, you know, aren't public yet. But I think, yeah, this, this story that he left, that he evaded, that he you know, didn't stay on scene is crazy to me. I mean, I understand that it's something scary and it's something, you know, that you didn't foresee coming somehow if she truly was that drunk and truly was driving under that much of an influence. Like, I I just, it's just a shame. I Like, I understand, like, I have some empathy for, like, freshmen who who get caught up in stuff and are like out till like 3 a.m. their freshman year. Okay, you're a freshman, kind of get it. It's your first rodeo, cool. But this kid's going into the NFL draft. You've been around the block. No, 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 no. He's not going in the NFL draft. He's going at the top of the NFL draft. It's 2.30 in the morning. You're allegedly street racing somebody in a Ford Expedition who's 0.197, more than twice the legal limit in Georgia. And I'm supposed to draft you as the first non-quarterback? No. No, bro. Will Anderson just got paid a lot more. Because now, am I making two? Would you draft him? No. No. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I just... At least two vehicles driven by Georgia football players had been at the scene, including a Jeep driven by Carter, who left the scene before or uh, police or emergency personnel arrived. Yeah, I mean, it's shady, dude. There's no way around it. It's shady. Carter first told the police that he heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex, then later told officers he had been driving uh, both behind and beside the SUV driven by LaCroix, the young lady who perished in the accident. Right. Dude. Yeah, it's a bad look. There's no way around it. And I think it's it's interesting that earlier this week it had come out that he wasn't gonna be performing, but he was gonna be doing interviews and measurables and all that. Like you 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 begin to understand 
what that means now. Hey, I need to have conversations and set the record straight with these team officials. Um, and I'm guessing he didn't expect the Athens authorities to issue these warrants, but they have, and now he's got to go back. And my main point is, mm -mm -mm. look, dude, I, I, I don't disagree. He's going at the top of the draft, but for me, my opinion is, I don't care if you're at the top of the draft or the bottom of the draft. For me, it doesn't even matter. You're in the NFL draft. You should know better. You should have people around you that are telling you hey dude you shouldn't be out at 2 30 in the do morning you understand bro. the money that this kid is guaranteed or was guaranteed so not only did two people die and you left the scene you lied to cops on multiple occasions allegedly dude there's no way to spin this there is no way to spin this i just I don't know what you do with it. I, I have no idea. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston says Bears weren't drafting number one anyway. They were always going to trade it. It's not that they were going to draft him number one. He was going to be the first non-quarterback taken in this draft, probably third. Now, I, I don't... I don't. You're going to draft a kid in the first round who lies to the police, allegedly, and was involved in a multiple fatality racing incident, allegedly. No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I, you know, I don't know, man. I think this is awfully difficult. Greg Hawkins, how the heck are you? Just in time you are to find out that football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. You guys, I warned you. The way you pizza just changed because of the double bacon cheddar. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's Kitchen, it's the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, download the app. It's the best way to get Papa Murphy's Pizza, the mobile app on your phone. Order your pizza at two in the morning and pick it up at five in the afternoon. That's simple. 6 a.m., pick it up. 4 a.m., pick it up. Four in the afternoon, pick it up at 4.30. They're really fast. They're really friendly. Again, local businesses, all of these Papa Murphy's are individually owned and operated by franchisees. Um, that do a great job serving the public. I love working with local businesses like Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. Mike Maples, good afternoon. Jake, you are a fan of killers. So are you Cleavcock's biggest fan because he will straight up murder the Pac-12? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a, that's a, that is an under the table joke from our members only Instagram chat. M murder, yeah, murdering. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, murdering. Um, Patrick Bourne says breaking Arizona has talked to the big, with the big 12 officially. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. What okay. does that mean? Tell me what that, because this, we've avoided this conversation for a month. Oh, Washington and Oregon. Tell me what that means. What does it mean to you that Arizona has spoken to the Big 12? What does that mean? Because I'm telling you, it means absolutely nothing. It means nothing. Because the biggest question that I have, the biggest question that I have is, okay, Arizona and the Big 12 talked. Is Arizona going to the Big 12? 
No, they're not. You know. They're not. Because, again, and this is the argument, and I know that Big 12 fans don't want to have this. Yeah. So you got to 31.7 million. Do the math if you're Arizona. You're going to the NCAA tournament every year. Every single year. If you're going to bail on the Pac-12, and you are forever going to be known as the ones that probably started a domino effect, and George... Because the number we keep hearing is $25 million a year per school for the new TV deal. So let me get this right. You're going to leave and go to a new conference where you're going to take less money because you're not getting a full share in the Big 12 right out of the gate. Why would they do that? For (coughs) Arizona. (coughs) A player's program. Why would you do that? And by the way, Dave Hickey's one of the worst athletic directors in the entire country cannot hire a football coach to save their life. Even though again, Jed fish, I think has done a really nice job. Mm-hmm. You have a terrible athletic director. You let Sean Miller run all over that. The, the reputation of Lou Olson for decades who built a reputation, Lou Olson as the best of the best doing it elite work. We built this program on NIL. Sean Miller sweated all over that. So you can drive your ass back to Phoenix, right? Dude. So I'm just asking you, for you're telling me for $7 million more a year, and that's only down the road. You're telling me you're leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12. Um. And by the way, if Arizona's talked to the Big 12, who, who's going with them? Do you think Arizona State's going with them? Because I think Arizona State's trying to go wherever Washington's going. A.K.A. the Big Ten. So explain to me again. Great. It's cool that Arizona's talked to the Big 12. Tell me what it means. Tell me what it, tell me what it means. Because I don't think it means anything. I'm tired of, oh, oh they've talked to him. It's, it's not over. It's not over. Ray Anderson went on. Arizona Sports Radio last week and talked about how the new financial deal will keep the teams together. Do you really think Arizona and Arizona State are doing anything without the other? Because I don't think that's happening. Yeah, that would be insane. Why would you leave Arizona and Arizona State? Why would you break up? Why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. I'm just asking you. Like, this is the problem with rumor mongers. Yeah. You, you, it means nothing. It means nothing. Patrick Boren says Arizona goes if the money is bad and all on streaming. I'm telling you it's not all on streaming. But And I'm telling you it's $25 million a year per school. But, dude, you're selling the lead short. Let's say that it was all on streaming, even though I agree it's not going to be all on streaming. But let's say that it was. If, if they were leaving, they wouldn't be the headliner of who's leaving. You think Arizona's no. just going to leave and no one else is leaving? Like, nope. this is the problem. This is, this is what you can't do. This is what we refuse to do. You can't just jump out ahead of this stuff. You got to wait and see what the actual story is. And Patrick Bourne says, what, Domino? LOL. That was USC and UCLA, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. The conference has stayed unified up until, I think, about the last six weeks. And I think not getting a deal done at Christmas time really hurt the conference. I think coming into 2023, if you'd had a new deal, even at 25 million, you'd have stayed together. But I think 
these rumors and, and innuendos and half-truths that are floating around are because you still don't have a deal. And because Washington, Oregon, and the Arizona schools don't want a streaming deal. Right. They don't. Because, honest to goodness, I don't think Stanford and Cal care. I honestly don't think they care if it's all stream or TV or part and part. I don't think they care. What I think matters is that there's a bunch of academics making sports decisions right now. And I think they're arrogant, and I think they don't truly understand. If the UCLA situation taught us anything, it's that George Klyovkov has no idea how sports work. He has no idea. It, like he, he just, he can't lead. He can't lead a group because he can't unify a group. And he doesn't understand the business of college sports. Yeah. That's who's trying to lead this group of people who don't want to be led by you. And so essentially, President Kosse up in Washington has taken the reins of the executive committee, which means she runs the conference. And they're trying to figure out what the hell to do with this new deal. Because again, we told you yesterday on the show, sources told us, it's a grant of rights now. The deal, is, the deal is what it is. It's not getting any better. And my sources are pretty convinced it's Amazon and ESPN. Mm-hmm. And it's $25 million a year. Is what it is. Like all these other people who are like, oh, yeah, and Washington's you know, going to join the big... Like the idiot on Twitter a couple of weeks ago is like, Oregon and Washington are joining the Big 12 and they're getting an out clause for the Big 10. And people like believe that that was true. So wait, let me get this right. Like it was never true. Yeah. So again, I'm just asking, you said that Arizona was talking to the big 12. Okay, cool. Very cool. I talked to a radio station in Salt Lake city today. What does that mean? Nothing. That's what it means. Nothing until it means something. And I'm telling you, Arizona talking to the big 12 is not where the process would have started. So it is what it is. Bob Holsey says Washington is starting the domino effect and Oregon is starting the Papa John's effect. Could be. You know. Uh, Big Reed says your mark is a pimp. It got a P5 escalator clause built into the contract. He did. And I think that's why you have not seen them do much of anything. Yeah. Because what's the onus on the Big 12 to act? I don't know that there is a whole lot um, of onus. Yeah, there's not. Uh, on the They're Big 12 chilling. to act. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think there is. Yeah. Um, Vernon Sheldon Witter says, Eclectic Cowboy there are much better podcasts to get Big 12 news. Okay, cool. Uh, Lee Jensen says, I just sent a video of Georgie showing the TV deal to schools in the members-only chat. Also, people just joined the chat. Yeah, hey, I'm saying. Um, it's called a contingency. Could be. Absolutely, it could be. Um, Outside the echo chamber, Washington doesn't want the deal to work. I don't think Washington does want the deal to work. Yeah, why would they? Seriously, Cody Strickland. How are you guys not burnt up about talking about the Pac-12? We are. We are, dude. We are. Absolutely. We are. Greg Hawkins says, Brent Burnett, I agree. The top four to six teams from the Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC, no solvency otherwise. There There are no top four to six teams in the ACC. Because you have very few football schools in the ACC. Something, again, nobody wants to talk about. Look at the ACC football standings. If you look at those teams, how many good football programs are in the ACC? (coughs) 
Look how far. Look how far Clemson's fallen. 13th last year. 13th. And I just ask you, who did they really play? We built this program on NIL. Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech, Wake Forest, NC State. We really did. Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse. They lost to Notre Dame. Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. They lost to South Carolina and North Carolina. And then in the Capital One Orange Bowl, they lost to Tennessee. So is Clemson really that good right now? No. They're not. They're not. So who's the best football program in the, in the, the ACC? Oh. I don't know. It's not Syracuse or Louisville or NC State. Yeah, I think it's Clemson. They just haven't been good lately. It, is it really North Carolina? No. Is Pitt better than North Carolina? Maybe. I mean, how, are, how is Pitt going to survive without Keaton Slovis? Don't get me started. Jackass. <laughs> the ACC is a basketball conference. So if you're the Pac-12, do you just become a basketball conference? I mean, merging with the ACC, does that work really? I don't know that that works. Carl Adams, I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona would rather play Kansas, K-State, Baylor, and Houston in the conference than SMU, Oregon State, and Washington State. Oh, no, I think they'd absolutely rather stay in the Pac-12. Yeah. Again, and I know, I know it's upsetting, and you can tell me that I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but again, I'm just asking you, who's the team in the Pac-12 that's really looking for an exit? Well, it's Oregon and Washington. Are they looking to exit to the Big 12? No, they're not. They're trying to get to the Big 10. And really, when you look at it, you can put what you can label the conference whatever you want, but they're just looking for better money and better opportunity. Ultimately, I don't think there is a single team or team school chancellor or president in the Pac-12 looking to get to the Big 12. It's not certainly not as their first move. They're they're not philosophically aligned. Their academic <laughs> sure. their their academics are completely different. What does Stanford have in the Big 12? Think about that. What is who are the most likely teams to bail out of the out of the the Pac-12? What do you know about Washington as an academic institution? Does Seattle and Manhattan, Kansas have anything in common? Um does Seattle and Fort Worth have anything in common? Um does Baylor and Washington have anything in common? Hell no. Like where how does Washington fit in? to anything that's happening in the Big 12. We already know that Washington probably didn't want BYU in the Pac-12. You think they're trying to get into BYU's conference? Yeah, I think the problem is, is they Come don't on. have, you know, it's not like you've got a laundry list of conferences to choose from. That's the tough part. And and I and this arrogance and this, you know, like this look down your nose thing from the Pac-12 is, is alive and well. I mean, that's not gone anywhere. They still have that arrogance, so... Yeah, they probably don't want to join the Big 12, but at some point you don't have a choice. Well, and I, I think the other, this is why Gonzaga is so interesting. This is why I think they're really important. Gonzaga. Because where is, where is the Big 12 going to make a pile of money this year? On the NCAA tournament. They're going to make a pile of money. If you look at the AP Top 25, you look at the, the bracketology that's going on. Dude, the, the Big 12 is in line. To make a pile of cash. I mean, a lot of cash. 
Like you look at, do you guys understand? Who's a, does anybody off the top of your head, who's the number one team in the country right now? Alabama. No, it's Houston. <coughs> Alabama's two. Guess who's three? Kansas. Kansas. Guess who's seventh? Baylor. Baylor. Guess who's ninth? Texas. Texas. 11th, K-State. Like you look up and down the top 25, dude. TCU is in there. That's right, like, T. The Big 12 is going to make a pile of money yeah. in the NCAA tournament. So if you're Gonzaga, what is what is you, you the Pac-12 doesn't want you. The Pac-12 is not trying to get Gonzaga. Right? I think if they have their druthers, my guess is Gonzaga will go to the Big 12. Yeah, it's a good fit. Because, frankly, it's an awkward fit in the Pac-12 regionally anyway. But you look at Gonzaga and you look at college basketball right now, dude, you, you're, you're, it's hard to argue that the Big 12 is anything but the best basketball conference in the country. Now, with all due respect to number four UCLA and number eight Arizona, that's cool. But, I mean, the Pac-12 is not a great basketball conference right now. Yeah, they haven't been. It's just not. That said, I still don't think basketball matters all that much. Like, you make that tournament money, and if you're, it, but this goes back to the thirty-one point seven million dollars, because I actually think that number is likely to be at the end of the day when all the money's divvied out. If you're a Big Twelve member, you're probably making fifty million dollars. Because I would guess in the expanded playoff, how many Big Twelve teams get into the expanded college football playoff? Two, three. Right? Because the Big Ten's not going to put more teams in the college football playoff. Right. Maybe Penn State. But who's the up-and-comer? Wisconsin? Okay, let's call it three from the Big Ten. Right? And again, I'll just go back to recent history. Let's just go back to recent history. Because if you look at the rankings, and if we look at, if we look at the, the, you know, AP top 25, like, I mean, it's Georgia number one. Yeah. TCU, Big 12, number two. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State. Washington, Tulane, Utah. Utah's interesting. Florida State, USC, Clemson. K-State, Oregon. Right? Like, it's not like you have a dearth of Big 10 teams banging at the door. Let me in the college football playoff. Right. You just don't. So... The upside is, how long does it take Houston to become a football powerhouse in the Big 12? How long does it take BYU to become a football powerhouse? They've got Keaton Slovis now. They're going to win everything. <laughs> Bro. I should stop right Congratulations, now. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I should just stop right now. Anyway, my point is, yeah, you're already a really good basketball conference. If you start winning football games on a more regular basis, and I would think you would, because you brought in some really good teams, you're probably going to make $50 million a school because you're going to get college football playoff money. You're going to get bowl game money. You know, like you're, you're probably going to... That doesn't make you bulletproof either, though. No, not at all. But my point is, my point is, if I'm Gonzaga, I'm probably trying to get into the Big 12. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not so interested in the Pac-12. I don't think anyone should be. And the other thing that's interesting, I will say, sitting here thinking about it, the one conversation I have had about Arizona, if is would Arizona jump with Gonzaga? I don't think they would. But that'd give you a hell of a Western front. If you got if you got BYU, Arizona, and Gonzaga, 
That's that's not a bad Western footprint. Not California. No. It's, it's not, not t- California. It's not a, it's not, I agree. It's not a bad footprint, but it's not California. Probably doesn't make you that much better. Makes yeah. you a better football conference or a better basketball conference. Yeah. But I do think that the Big 12 gets $50 million bucks. Uh, Matthew Brennan gives us $2. Appreciate that. Patrick Boren says, Oregon, Washington going to sign this deal. $25 million as long as it's just 10 teams. I, I don't <laughs> think Oregon and Washington do that. Do they get a pro rata from ESPN? I don't think they will. Well, I think the question for Oregon and Washington is is just how how far can they chop down the exit fee? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yes. the question. Yeah, I I I I still maintain that grant of rights are going to go away because yeah. you're not going to need them. The grant of rights you're you're not going to need them. It, it essentially is a contract. It's an archaic form of doing business. Yeah, I don't think that you're going to need a grant of rights. You know, it's always it's always really surprised me, especially like the last five years, right? Or maybe the last three years. But but really, streaming's been available the last five years, really, especially on YouTube. Like, I find it amazing that that these programs program don't just do it themselves. You have the facilities. You're telling me you can't plug an internet wire in. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that difficult. I, I mean, I'm not. I believe we do one of the best shows out there, but but what we do is not rocket science, right? Like the setup and like the infrastructure is not rocket science. It's not difficult. Like all the cameras in a stadium get fed into a film room that gets sent out to a truck. So instead of sending it out to the truck, send it out to the internet and then charge people to buy to, to for that feed. Like it's not difficult. It is not difficult. Yet we want to sit here and talk about commissioners and, and grant of rights. Like, dude, it's just, it, it, it is. I agree with the people today that are saying that this conversation is tiring. It is tiring. But that doesn't change the fact it's the biggest story in sports. All right, let's talk about streaming a little bit here. And the uh, deal that was announced by MSG today, all of our NBA and uh, Utah Jazz talk, on the Monty program presented by hey, our good Monty. friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Love yesterday that everybody uh, was showing us that they were using the 50% off coupon. Thank you so much. Let me put it back up there. If you are a uh, big fan of the discounts that you get with our partners on this program, there you go. Uh, You get 50% off any car wash you want. The best one, the worst one. I don't really have a worst one. Lower tier. Uh, if you just, you know, get your basic car wash all the way up to all your bells and whistles, I'm, my membership is bells and whistles. Um, you're going to love it because the car is going to come out looking great. And if you scan this QR code that we have right here, you it's, get uh, there in the middle. If you can't see it. Yeah. It's that little QR code. You get 50% off any car wash of your choice at quick quack car wash. I love the fact again, local business owners, local business owners. That's who we work with here. Uh, at the Monty Show, Quick Quack, they do a great job. They care about their customers. They care about their community. Love the fact that Quick Quack Car Wash gives you guys 50% off. Use this QR code. It'll open up a coupon for you. Take it into Quick Quack. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On this here Monty program, you know, did you guys hear about MSG today? I think this is a yidge story. Yidge. MSG announced a streaming service for the New York Knicks, New York Rangers, and New York Islanders. For a one-year pass to their streaming service, it'll be $309, or they'll offer you the a la carte menu, 
where you can buy any game you want to watch. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch every Nick game? Buy one, buy one a week. Buy one a month. That's the future of sports. And it's amazing to me that here we sit having this conversation about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. How do you guys watch sports? Because I find myself watching more and more sports on my phone. Now, last night watching the Jazz and San Antonio Spurs, watching on the set. Last night watching, flipping around, watching a bunch of other games, watching the Dallas Mavericks quite gleefully lose again. I was watching that on the TV. But the next time that I turn on my DirecTV app on my phone and watch something over stream will not be the first time. And tonight when I watch the Lakers in OKC, I'll probably watch it on my phone. Tonight when I'm watching the, the Memphis uh, Criminals, I'm, we'll get into the Grizzlies in a minute, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Houston Rockets or, yeah. you know, like a really good game is Philadelphia and Miami. I could turn on my phone right now and watch that game. That's my, what I'm saying. Like, that's how I watch sports. And think about college basketball. Think about the NCAA tournament. How long is it going to be before you're watching that either on a smart TV through the internet yeah. or you're watching it on your phone? Because, Jake, I don't think it's going to be long at all. Yeah, and I just think that this whole grant of rights conversation is tired. I think that the it's tired that, that we can't, you know, that, that we can't get anything we want on our phone. It's tired. And I think that, you know, I look at this this opportunity for the Utah Jazz, and I tweeted at, at Ryan Smith directly, and I said, are, are you taking note? Are you paying attention? Are you, you know, watching the landscape? Because to me, when your RSN, your regional sport network, is, you know, going out of business and you need a contingency plan for the last five games of the year and you got to work all this out, like, why would you go to a local TV station? Like, are you really telling me that the the Gen Xer, right, it, the baby boomer, is more valuable to you right now than the millennial, right? Like, Gen X is still a big portion of the population, 100%. They have a lot of money. They, you know, they have a lot of buying power, 100%. But millennials are the meat, and Gen Z is coming. And, and to me, it just makes sense. Be on the smartphone. Why is this so difficult? I shouldn't have to sit here for eight 10, 12, my entire life talking about a football deal that is 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 being haggled over grant of rights and that, you know, Washington doesn't view streaming as valuable, Oregon doesn't view streaming as valuable. Okay, great. Then, you know, go be on TV, right? But at the end of the day, I really feel like we as a consumer should be able to get anything we want on our phone. I should be able to pay with it, pay for it per game if I want, per month or per year, which is what I love about this, right? 84 cents a day, $309 per year. That's not too difficult. Eight, you said 84 cents a day. 84 cents a day for all of those games right there, right? All of them. Not just the I Knicks, love that. not just the Rangers, all of them. And I have League Pass. I have, you know, NHL Center Ice, MLB Extra Innings. I have all the packages. Yeah, you're kind of a sports whore. I am. And I'm not even home that much. That's the sad part. I'm like, I, dude... <laughs> Last year when I was doing sales and at the Yelpatory and everything, my TV was on all day and I had spring training on. I had all kinds of stuff on, right? And, and that that's what I'm saying. Like, I want, like, perfect example. Don's return to the Viv in Salt Lake City. A Knicks fan should be able to buy that a la carte and be able to watch that on their phone or on their smart TV. They should be able to do that, but they can't. I think it is the only way to watch sports. I think it is the future. 
And I'm talking to Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz. Did you guys see AT&T Sportsnet is done March 31st? 30 days from right now, it's over. They're pulling out on the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. And granted, there is infrastructure in place that the five Jazz games after that will be broadcast. But the point is, Ryan Smith is already working on a new TV deal for next season. There had better be significant stream options in this MSG deal. And you could say what you want about James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and MSG. This is brilliant because it brings his rights back into his house and he's never had to do the regional sports network thing. Because, recognition. Like you look at the, the Yes Network, the Yankees Entertainment and Sports Network, they have the Yankees and they have the Nets. You never have to go to Fox Sports, your mom's cousin, sister's Bally Total Sports Network to figure out where the Nets game is. Right. You know it's on Yes, and you know it's in the Yes app. Right now with MSG, the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Islanders are all streaming on MSG. So they don't have to deal with bankrupt Bally Sports. They don't have to deal with whether or not there's going to be a Longhorn Network or an SEC Network because it's MSG streaming. I know I can pick up my phone anytime there's a Knicks game next season. For $309, I get every Knicks game and every Ranger game to see Patrick Kane be a New York Ranger. Damn. Dude, I don't know how, how this gets any better. And I, I, I just feel like we're in a position where there is a, there is a, I think, quite a robust fight back from fans on this. Yeah. And I understand that. We all pay all of these subscriptions, and we've talked about this before on this show, that I think we pay far too many subscriptions. Like, whether it's Amazon Prime, whether it is Paramount, Netflix, like, I'm done with that. When I get my sports app, whatever that is, if it's Amazon Prime Sports and they've got, because I think Amazon Prime Sports is going to wind up with the NBA. That's my opinion. I think they're going to get a big stake of the next NBA deal. Man, I'm telling you, this is a big deal. This failing Bally Sports Network with Sinclair, the, company, the parent company of Bally is Sinclair. This is a huge deal because what it's doing is it's allowing like, look at AT&T Sportsnet here in Salt Lake City. It's allowing Ryan Smith right now today to control his rights. It's allowing Ryan Smith to sell his own product instead of, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates on, on, on AT&T Sportsnet in um, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. they're, paying, they're, they're making $60 million a year from AT&T Sportsnet. Do you know what their payroll is? $60 million a year. So their TV deal, which now is abruptly coming to an end, was paying their entire payroll. <laughs> so now, it, it, but it, and it's funny, I get it. Yeah. Now, what do the Pittsburgh Pirates do? They're going to have to figure that out. They're, absolutely, they're oh, going to have to figure shit. that out. But they're probably going to have to make money on their own. Yeah. Instead of having somebody that wants to sell it and be this or that, pay them $60 million. Now Ryan Smith and the Jazz can make their own rights deal and they can sell their own ad space and they can sell their own platforms. And that's exactly what they should be doing. And if we're being honest, what they should be doing is going to the University of Utah and saying, hey, let's build an immersive app that brings you Utah Ute Sports and the Utah Jazz all in one place, $300 a year. You don't miss a thing. How would that be for Utah fans? How would that be for Salt Lake City sports fans? By the way, you don't have to live in Salt Lake to obtain that. That would be unbelievable. Now, BYU will never do it, right? 
But if you're Utah and you don't have a TV deal in the Pac-12, man, I'm telling you, there are ways to get this stuff done. And this is why I always talk about the Pac-12 should do it on their own. Yeah. The Pac-12 should go to a streamer and say, hey, let's make a deal together. And we'll put all our games, we'll put football and basketball, but hey, we're going to need you to take gymnastics and baseball. We're going to need you to do that. They're going to stream those. You're going to have your own channel on Amazon, and you're going to go and sell that. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. And I know it's crazy, but that's what I would do. That's what I would do because nobody else has it like that. Yep. Nobody. I just, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Outside the echo chamber says production is the hard part. It is very much the hard part. But my thing with that take, I don't disagree with you, but are you really telling me there's not, you can't find people to, to produce it? You can't, you can't. Well, it's expensive. The the question is, like here in Salt Lake City, let's talk about who's the biggest automotive group. You know, the former Larry H. Miller, LHM, whoever. Yeah. They're owned by a new company, all this. LHM car dealerships, Ken Garf car dealerships. Are you telling me that you can't go to Ken Garf and say, hey, you're you're our only automotive partner on the new Utah Jazz streaming? service. You're it. You'll be on everything that we do. Hey, Qualtrics, we're going to be on everything that our new streaming platform does. Carve out advertising budget for the jazz, right? Well, you're going to take a slice of that money, Echo Chamber, and you're going to, you're going to pay a third party to produce your, your, your games. Not named Fox, ESPN, whoever. That's right. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay the same people. And by the way, it would be all the same people that are employed by AT and T Sportsnet, because those people have trucks, they have facilities. Ryan Smith and the Jazz, any NBA team has facilities to do it. Yeah, and they know who they could hire a way to get it done. The problem is, I don't think the Jazz have an appetite to do that. They won't even make in-house content, dude. So I don't know that they have an appetite to do that. I really don't. But that's the way it should be. Um, all right. Brent Burnett says, Jazz not really impacted by AT&T Sports BK. It's not a bankruptcy. It is not a bankruptcy. Um, they already use their own broadcasters, so it's really just a matter of cash or contract. For No, it, okay, that's dude, completely that's such wrong. A, I'm that's sorry, bro, but that's, wrong. You, need to, you need to read about this. You are not correct. Yeah, that's completely wrong. Uh, just paid my annual MLB subscription yesterday for 149 bucks. It all adds up. Isn't it crazy, Jeff? Like, I'm in the same boat with you guys. Like, yeah. I, th- I'm going to watch every Chicago Cub game that I can. Yeah. And you know what really pisses me off? YouTube they TV, suck and they're going to lose? No. YouTube TV oh, couldn't find a way to get the Cubs on their thing. Because YouTube TV couldn't figure out how to get a deal done with MLB. So now i got to find yet another way. Another one. Damn. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that is, uh, that is frustrating. No doubt about it. Uh, let's see. Lee Jensen, a member of the program says, what if Netflix did some, uh, did streaming for the jazz? I know crazy idea, but could save Netflix low key. Yeah. Netflix is already trying to climb into the sports streaming world. I'm just telling you now. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they've lost market share in North America. I posted a, uh, a graphic on my Twitter. Let me see if I can get it. Like, who do you guys in the comments section? Interesting experiment. Who do you guys who do you guys pay to for entertainment? Are you a Netflix are you a Netflix guy? Are you a Amazon Prime person? Like what are you? 
because there's an interesting little graphic that came out today about the streaming services around the world. And as I put this up for you guys, comment on who you pay to stream. And let's see what you, what, how you guys feel about this. Because what I think is so interesting is look at on this graphic right here. Look at where Netflix is. Netflix is all over Europe. Look at what's in North America, Amazon Prime Video. Look what's in Mexico, Netflix. South America, Netflix. Australia, Netflix. Like you look at, you, you look at the way that the, the world is sliced up and you start to understand that there are options out there, man. There are absolutely options out there. And it's crazy to me that Netflix has 78 countries around the world where they are the preeminent entertainment choice on stream. And I think this is a very interesting look because Amazon Prime only has five. Mm -hmm. Yet what five countries are those? They're massive countries, man. Like it is, it is huge. So what I would tell you about this graphic is I think that Netflix is, is still clearly making bread. Yeah. But they're not making the bread that they made before, right? I, I mean, I they're just so. not. But I, but I think this, this quarterback series that they're producing mm -hmm. is their all or nothing that Amazon Prime did. And I think it's their take <laughs> on trying to get into the NFL, man. You love this concept. I think it's completely... Oh, so first of all, if you don't know what this is, it's Patrick Mahomes' production company. And they essentially mic'd up several quarterbacks throughout the year and followed them all year long. And now they're they're going to produce a series on it. And Jake is convinced that this is their foray into live streaming NFL games. Mm -hmm. I think that's crazy. I think this is who Netflix is. They buy content from producers and they stream it. And it's why Drive to Survive is on Netflix. It's why this QB series will be on Netflix. This Tom Brady roast thing. Like there was a, there was a belief that Tom Brady wanted to get into comedy. Well, now it turns out that that entry in the comedy is the Tom Brady roast right? that he is putting on and he's going to tell some jokes and he's going to get roasted by a bunch of people. We'll see where that ends up. That's to me where Netflix lives. They do some sports stuff here and there. Amazon to me is the one that's going to get into live streaming sports. Right. But at some point, Netflix has to make a move to make more money. They have to. They've got to do something. I would agree. They have to do something. But I think that something is get better content that people want to watch. Because, like, how does Mayor of Kingstown wind up on Paramount Plus and not in Netflix? Yeah, like, that's know. what the key is. Yeah, I don't know. That's what the key is. And I'll be interested to see how that works. But I, I know we've disagreed on this for how long now. I just don't think that they are. I don't think they're trying to get into live streaming sports. I don't. I mean... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Jeff Brewster says Disney, Netflix, Amazon, Paramount, Peacock, Hulu, and DirecTV. God damn, dude. Can I get some of the bread you making? Damn. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brady Cook, a member of the program, says Hulu, ESPN, Netflix, YouTube TV. I think that's really typical. Yeah. I think that's pretty, you know, Brady, I think that's pretty normal. I've never watched a second of Hulu. Yeah. Am I missing something? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not a Hulu guy. Hunter Brown, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, NBA Team Pass, Disney, Paramount, and HBO Max. Cutting Netflix soon, though. Yeah. I think you and everybody else. 
Uh, Dan Kinnersley, a member of the program, says YouTube TV. See, again, yep. look at Dan. Look at you. Look at me. Yep. Look at all the people saying YouTube TV. Yep. I think, by the way, I also think this is where live streaming sports could go because you're already getting, you know, one of the interesting things is nobody watched MLS on Apple TV and nobody watched golf, live golf on CW. So I don't think it's just any sport. Right. Well, the problem for live golf is they chop people's heads off. So it makes sense that they wouldn't give views. Well, I mean, other than that, you know, I mean, it's well, just that but little no, what thing. was, but what was the real problem with live golf on CBS? Not all of the CW affiliates took it. The eight largest CW markets said, no, we're good. We don't want the Saudis on TV here. Did you guys hear that <clears throat> for live golf? The eight largest CW network TV stations said, no, nah, we're good. We're not taking it. By the way, 2.38 million people watched the Honda Classic this past weekend. Hmm. So, Just saying. You know. But uh, Dan Kinnersley, I think that's really interesting. YouTube, Netflix, Prime Video, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Apple TV, and probably some that I've forgotten about. <laughs> right? Probably some you've forgotten about. Capazzo, what's up, my GZ friend? Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Although Netflix is paid for by my cell phone company. There you go. There you go. Uh, Fat Jesus, see in a couple of weeks, Fat Jesus, says uh, Prime, Netflix, Hulu, all good, but nothing compared to my $10 monthly fee to be a member of the Monty Show. Hey, man, that's, you know, that's just that's just the facts. And by the way, we don't have to negotiate grant of rights on this here program. Yeah, program. it's assumed. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, I've got Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Stars. What do you watch on Stars? Discovery Plus, HBO Max, <laughs> YouTube Premium, and Cable. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I think that is, I think that's very interesting. Yeah. I do. Uh, Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show, and they are also our presenting sponsor, uh, along with our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash Boy. I am super stoked. Um, I wish I could get this graphic to show. Uh, I am super stoked um, about the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash that's coming up with Max Tooley and Brant Keithy. Um, I don't know why this graphic won't show. There it hey, is. Hey, get the there internet. You go. The internet. Uh, yeah, our good friends at Bucked Up are going to be a big part of our uh, Big Five O Birthday Bash, you guys. And if you are coming to the Big Five O Birthday Bash, we got a six-hole miniature golf course being installed at the Maverick Center for the Big Five O Birthday Bash, and live during the show. Our friends at PXG are going to be there. Really? With PXG putters. And if you want to get fit for a putter, they'll do that too. Really? Just How about saying. that? Oh, by the way, our friends at Canyons Golf, the official uh, golf club of the uh, Monty Show, Canyons Golf up in Park City at uh, Canyons Resort. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're going to be giving away a season pass and several rounds of golf. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be amazing. It is March 10th, as you can see on the graphic. Uh, right here at the Maverick Center to celebrate my 50th birthday. Yeah. It is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza in Bucked Up Energy, March 10th, right here at the Maverick Center. You get a ticket plus one to the game to see the Utah Grizzlies and the Kansas City Mavericks. It's going to be a great hockey game. We're going to have a fully catered dinner for you, miniature golf. You're going to get a commemorative T-shirt, and the T-shirt design, Amber Spencer, who is a member of the program, by the way, 
um, is an amazing graphic designer. So you're going to get an amazing T-shirt. We're going to have an amazing cake. We're going to have amazing food. Yeah. We are going to have six holes of miniature golf. Yeah. Max. No, it's not LIV golf. Max and Brant, BYU and Utah football are going to be there. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Now, we are really close to capacity on this thing. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest with you. We don't have a lot of room left because you guys know that if you are a member of the program, mm -hmm. you automatically get in Auto bid. to this event. All you had to do was, did everybody RSVP? Did a lot of people RSVP? Yeah, we've got, we've got about uh, 60 or so people. Just from our membership group yeah. are coming to this event. If you want to join us, we would love to have you there. But we've only, I mean, honest to God, we probably have five, maybe 10 spots. Yeah. That's it. Because so many people have asked us to come to this thing. I'm just telling you. I mean, you may or may not be able to, you know, squeak your way into this thing with a picture tagged on Twitter of the Monty show. but you know. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get in, there are ways to make it. I mean, I can get you a toe. You yeah. want a toe? I can get you a toe. Do you what guys know? Do you guys know where that's from? Do you know where that's from? Do you know Do you know where that's from? I'm not answering that question. Okay. I can get you a toe. Me? I can get you a toe. A toe. I can get you a toe. Come on, bro. Uh, we want you guys to Bonnie, be there. Please. Gabriel says, bro, I wish I was able to go there. We do too. Uh, Robert says, is Mrs. Monty jumping out of the cake? Of course. <laughs> of course. It's going to be an amazing cake. I was working on the graphics for the cake today. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. And this six-hole golf course, I mean, dude, this six-hole golf course is going to be amazing. Yeah, dude. I am. Yep. I am super. Uh, an indoor six-hole miniature golf course. Yeah, man. At our event, PXG Golf Putter, PXG Golf Fitting, PXG Golf is going to be there. Yep. Come on now. Yep. Come on now. James Knight says the Jazz were unlucky running into the might of the Spurs, LOL. Well, guess who, Dude. They, guess who they have on Friday, James? Dude. Oh, the Josh Giddies. Okay, see. I'm so, yeah. yeah. Uh, there better be a 51st birthday bash. <laughs> Next year, we've talked about having a Christmas party. Yeah. We have talked about having a Christmas party. Maybe a little 4th of July bash. Maybe. Geoff says, Jake, I DM'd you a couple of hours yeah. ago. My wife and I want to go. I know. I've been doing some accounting. I've been doing some. We really do. There's a ton of demand for this event. Yeah. I think, obviously, a lot of It's not my birthday. A lot of people want to see Max and Brant Keithy. Yeah. Obviously. They're going to drop the first puck. I'm telling you. Listen. Listen. Li you, I am the captain now. Listen to me. Okay? Wait, wait. Hold Just on. Do li that again. Li listen. I am the captain now. Okay? <laughs> listen to me. Okay? I'm the gatekeeper. Get your ass on Twitter. Take a picture with a sign that says the Monty Show. Get creative. Or even just a screen grab. Do say, If you want to come to this event and you are not a member, you have an RSVP already, because if you have, you're in. Yeah. But if you want to come to this event, you want to meet Max Tooley, you want to meet Brant Keithy, you want to play mini golf, you want to see great grizzly hockey, eat an oh, awesome man. meal, have some great cake, take pictures and autographs with the guys. It's going to be amazing. Drink some bucked up. But Drink some bucked up. Win a TV. Yeah. We, RC Willie is giving inch. us a 50-inch TV to give away. Uh, I mean, there's it's going to be wild. 
Dude, it's going to be wild. We're working on some stuff for this event that's going to be crazy. But put crazy. some effort in here. Get on Twitter. Like, do some, do something. Yeah, and you can, you can. Why don't you hit Jake up? Jake has nobody that follows him on Twitter. Can you do something for me? Jake has nobody that follows him on Twitter. Yeah, you can tweet at Jake, SLC Jake. If you just, just tweet at Jake, a picture of you watching the show or a picture of the show, or of your TV, or your phone, or your radio, or wherever you're watching again, the show. Creativity here, people. Like, you know, the more creative you get, the better your odds, right? Like, if you get more creative, you you get some, you send something that really catches my eye, you know, your chances go way up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because we're gonna, this thing's going to be off the chain. Yeah. It is really going to be off the chain. Did I miss some people are saying that I missed? Oh, I did. I am so sorry. Bro, you casual. I am so sorry. Charlie Please. Piazza gives us four ninety nine to say a little off topic, but do you guys know uh, about Utah Tech's football only conference? If so, can you explain why they did that? They did that to get a bit uh, a better seat at the table. They did that because it auto bids them into the FCS playoffs. Yeah, kind of like members into the bash. And what they want to do is they want to get into the D one playoffs. So they're hoping to raise their profile so that they have a chance to win a national championship at both levels. Uh, Charlie, does that answer your question? Matt Ritson gives us $2 to say the Pac-12 conference should make a deal with Versus TV. Oh, geez. You guys remember Versus TV? Because it's garbage. You know. uh, Mike P says, obscene nudity inbound to Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> by the way. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. We were talking to Ryan Kanasiewicz, the head coach and general manager of the Utah Grizzlies yesterday. Yeah. And he was telling us about the Stanley Cup coming to the building uh, the next day. Like, Friday, March 10th is the Big 5-0 birthday bash. Saturday, March 11th, the Stanley Cup is coming to the Maverick Center. So, I mean, if you really twisted arms, you want to come and see the Stanley Cup and come to the Big 5-0 birthday bash... We may or may not know some people and could help. I know, you know, <coughs> you know. Uh, Mike P says, I didn't know there was Grizzlies hockey involved. Yes. Bro. Yes. Absolutely. That We're doing bro, it dude. at the Utah Grizzlies game. game, bro. You're going to get a ticket to the game, my man. Mike, that's why the, that's... Mike? Mike? That's why we're doing it that night. Yeah. You know, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, like, we're not just going to throw an event in an empty building. And, like, and by the way, Bucked Up Energy is the official energy drink of the Monty program. Okay, fine. Hey, Monty. Oh, we time, is it time to chug one? Is that is that what you're doing? No, because then I'm going to burp. Listen to that thing. Oh, let's do it like it's whiskey. Do you guys know they if are. you want to say thank you? If you want to sniff the pro, if you want to sniff the way a whiskey tastes... Press your tongue against the top of your mouth and then inhale and you will, that's so I'm unfamiliar with it. <laughs> that's crazy. You can taste, you can smell the taste. Um, taste um, this, you can taste the smell. Bro, he's going in. He's going in. Wow. You know. Uh, what? <laughs> oh I love it. I love it. I'm telling you, Miami. Bro. Miami's the best, dude. 
Zero sugar. And you know the thing um, I like about this? You get an even lift. There's no like spike and then crack because it's all good. Really quality, um, you know, ingredients. And again, you want to talk about small business owners? The guys that founded Bucked Up are amazing, amazing Utahns that have put their heart and soul into growing this company. They've got retail stores that are individually owned and operated. Go into any of the Utah locations of Bucked Up Energy, the store, the Bucked Up stores. I personally shop in South Jordan, Murray, and Orem, but you can go to places like St. George. You can go to Farmington Station. Any of their stores tell them, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They are going to give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. The Monty promo code is only good online at buckedup.com. Get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. When you use the promo code Monty, you'll get 20% off. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if you click the link in the description below on this uh, here program, Gabriel says classic Monty. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, When you use, uh, when you click the link in the description below, uh, you get three free samples. Oh. (laughs) Terrible. I'm a terrible person. Bro. It's fine. Uh, l- click the link. <laughs> it's in the middle of the read, bro. This performance is unmatched. Do you know how you dude. like? You feel the devil welling up inside of you, and you're like, dude, it's coming out, man. It's coming out, dude. This um, is one of your best performances ever. If bro. you if you click the thank you, it's internal, coach. If you click the link. Um, you'll see below you get three free samples of your choice. Please, I beg you to try the peach ring BCAs. I use them every day, the BCAAs. Please. I use them every day in the morning at the gym. I drink them while I am lifting, and I love what them. What do you bitch? Speaking of truck stop food, it tastes just like the peach rings you get at, at the, the the Maverick wherever uh, you're on the road. Um, yeah. It's amazing. The BCAs are great. I've been told the low stim uh, the stuff that's lower caffeine, lower stimulant, I'm told that stuff is amazing. My wife loves it. And I'm telling you, anything peach, Miami, the flavors are amazing. Click the link, get the free samples, and you get a free shaker, which is outstanding. Knock it down, click the link, get your free samples, because I'm telling you, the bucked up shaker cup, amazing. Geoff says, hey, Monty, sick belch, bruh. <laughs> Uh, Dan Kinnersley said, got to throw that bucked up in a beer bong. That's exactly yeah, what I'm saying. Dude, seriously. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Capazzo says, better out than in. Great sound with that belch. Classic, dude. <laughs> what better you know, execution. Like, I'm over here working for you people. Yeah, I mean, that was truly incredible. This I, is. I mean, to, to, to wait until, you know, 4.50 in the afternoon and then to chug it and then to have that kind of performance is just, you know, that's, that's an all-timer, bro. Uh, Mike P says, um, you enjoy your peach ring stimmed. I do. I'm telling you the BCAAs from bucked up that are peach ring are freaking fantastic. Yeah. Capazzo says the store in GZ gives a first responder discount. They have great service and excellent products. Okay. They, look at that. Okay. I'm telling you, man, bucked up the people that run bucked up Ryan Gardner, who's the founder of bucked up him and his brother. They're just good dudes. They're yeah. those people you talk to and you want to be part of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Make sure you tell me you heard about it um, on the Monty program. And without further ado, let's talk football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty here program. 
All right, can we talk about Aaron Rodgers, please? Here on Football 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Where are you at on Aaron Rodgers, Jake? I mean, I just think he's a douche. Like, there's no way around it. You go on everybody and their mom's podcast and and, and talk about darkness retreats and how yeah. you'll make a decision at some point in your life and... You know, never mind that the you know Green Bay Packers, this amazing organization that you've represented, you know, allegedly in good faith. You know, never mind that you're holding them over a barrel. This guy is a douche, and I get it. He's a <laughs> this great guy is a douche. He's a douche. Can we all just get on board? Say it with me. Aaron Rodgers in his darkness retreat is a douche. Well, right? and if you don't want to take our word for it, just take Aaron's word for it. Parts of uh, a couple of days imagining what it would be like to uh, retire and then imagining what it would be like to continue to play. Instead of trying so hard to be, I'm not just a football player, what if I just embraced I am a football player? Mm. And look at how fucking beautiful it's impacted my life. And there's probably people that think I'm done. So, again, there'd be plenty of inspiration down that road. Bro, okay, I don't know, man. There were some awfully loose uh, joggers he had on there, but this just feels odd to me. This is from the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Listen, I'm all for connecting with yourself. I am. I think it's really important. This is weird. I don't know how else you say it. I don't know... He chose not to go on the Pat McAfee show. They do Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. He chose not to do that this week. Maybe he found some enlightenment that said, guys who wear tank tops are not good podcast hosts. I have no idea. But he went on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. I don't know Aubrey that well. I've seen some of his stuff. And it's just like that holistic feeling. Let's smoke weed and talk football Excuse with Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me. It's ayahuasca, please. Let's drink ayahuasca. Because you drink ayahuasca. Oh, you my don't bad. Smoke. Sorry. Sorry. Let's snort ayahuasca and talk about retirement, You're Aaron. You douche, bro. This is weird. And I want to play it again because I want to do it justice. But in the comments, are, do, does this at all register with you guys? Like, do you care about Aaron Rodgers? Do you care what he does with the Packers? Because I, I don't, we learned absolutely nothing about him in this fight. Parts of uh, a couple of days imagining what it would be like to uh, retire and then imagining what it would be like to continue to play. Instead of trying so hard to be, I'm not just a football player. What if I just embraced I am a football player? Mm. And look at how fucking beautiful it's impacted my life. And there's probably people that think I'm done. So, again, there'd be plenty of inspiration down that road. I don't know, man. I, he said today also that he is going to make a decision very quickly because he understands the impact it has on him and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, in, he man. is going to play, and he's not going to be a Packer. And I don't think it's the New York Jets, but I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know what you make of this situation. It just feels weird to me. It, it feels very weird to me. I don't know how you explain it, but what do you guys make of this? I, I, I just... I don't know, man. If, it, it bothers it, me. He he wants, he is interested in being front and center. Who else? What other athlete? Like, help me. What other athlete does a darkness retreat? I don't know. In the middle of a contract negotiation. 
I don't know, man. Bro. Gabriel uh, says Aaron Rodgers pulling a Kyrie Irving in, in the sense of deep diving and metaphorical thinking. Yeah, I mean they're they're in they're in you know similar ways sometimes, no doubt. I guess so. Did you guys hear about the field at the Super Bowl? How about this story? The old man that used to take care of the field for the Super Bowl, it's a full-time job. They have one dude. His job is to make sure the field's in good shape. He came out and ripped the guy who was in charge of taking care of the field for the Super Bowl. He said that he overwatered it, undersanded it, and brought it out of the sun much too quickly, and that's why they had the problems he had. He called him stupid. And I think this is amazing. This is groundskeepers fighting, Jake. Like, yeah. this is so good because that field was embarrassingly bad. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, it's funny. We have these, the, the NFLPA did facilities polls, and we have, you know, the Cardinals coming in as one of the worst teams in the league because, you know, obviously this was held in Glendale and Phoenix. And you look at this, and what's incredible to me, look at how many Fs are on here. Treatment of families, food service, nutrition, weight room, training staff, and locker room are all Fs. Like, so you're telling me that the NFLPA did an independent, like, ranking with everyone. You're telling me that I'm supposed to believe the new guy that handled the field where, you know, everybody was slipping and nobody had footing. (laughs) And and I'm supposed to just be like, oh, yeah, this old man needs to go back on his lawn quite literally and shut the hell up. No, I'm not going to believe that. That's amazing. That they hired a new guy for whatever reason. He did a crap job. The field sucked. Everybody was slipping. Like, this is just classic Cardinals, man. It is totally classic Cardinals. And did you guys see that the people were so upset about their the the food that they serve them? Should have given them the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you guys, the meatball marinara is an absolute game changer. Whatever they're doing at Papa Murphy's right now, it's legendary because... You this this double bacon cheddar pizza do, is phenomenal. And by the way, part of our Papa Murphy's experience, yeah, you're going to get free Papa Murphy's pizza. We're going to hand out certificates at the Big Five O birthday bash. It's going to be off the chain. Yeah. So you can try the double bacon cheddar pizza and the meatball marinara and the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. And you can download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Oh, I almost lost my prepubescent voice cracking. Whoa. Amazing. Okay. Uh, the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. No matter where you are, I'm telling you, if you've been in an accident, you need an attorney. And the, the thing that I love about The Advocates is they genuinely care about our community. And I know that I, I say this all the time and people think I'm just being a fool and, you know, you're just advocating for The Advocates. That's very true. And you know why I do that? Because I look at the I look at the advocates and I look at what um, the advocates are doing, like with this blood drive. I'm amazed by it. And I, I look at the, 
the effort and the energy that they have put into this blood drive. And I, I see that, hey, you know what? We're going to give away $10 Amazon gift cards when you donate blood. Go to the utahadvocates.com slash blog. Register for their blood drive. It's March 6th, so it's five days from today. I'm telling you, it's a great cause. And the thing that really stands out about the advocates is they do this stuff all the time. They have winter safety checks for cars and they really care about their community because they know what happens when you don't do this stuff. And yeah. they know they know what happens. Like when you guys get in an accident, the, the thing that really stands out to me is you. there is a right and a wrong way to handle an accident. We were talking to one of the guys from the Advocates yesterday about how to structure your insurance premiums and what those premiums actually pay for. Like who thinks about that? I haven't, you know, I was talking to Mrs. Monty about like insurance and the reason you never change insurance agents or banks is because it's too difficult. It's too much of a hassle, but I can't tell you, I've never looked at what's in my auto insurance policy. I'm going to now because the advocates say, hey, you got to know, you got to understand what you have, underinsured motorists, non-insured motorists, like all this stuff's expensive. And the thing that I always say is your insurance company has thousands of lawyers yeah. representing them, not representing you, not fighting for you, fighting for your insurance company. And as somebody who's had to fight for my money in a total car situation, trust me, having an advocate on your side is is really important. And there's nobody better than the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. There's a little chat function where you can hit chat with a lawyer 24-7-365 right on their website, no matter where you are, theadvocates.com, to register for the blood drive, utahadvocates.com slash blog. I mean, they just do great work. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Okay, let's talk NBA hoops, my friends, because we have huge games coming up tonight. How about Kevin Durant making his debut for the Phoenix Suns against the Charlotte Hornets? I mean, I, I I think one of the things that's so interesting is we're looking at where the Utah Jazz are right now. Mm -hmm. And you look at a, a the move that the Phoenix Suns made is incredible. Are the are the Phoenix Suns with Chaboy? Because uh -huh. for those of you that are new to the show, Jake is a massive Kevin Durant fan. Yeah. Slurp it up, dude. Slurp it up. Right. Are the Phoenix Suns now NBA Finals good? Yeah, I mean, I think that they have the talent to be finals good. I think the only thing that remains to be seen is how it's going to pan out on the floor, and that's why everyone's looking for his debut tonight. And I think that, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better debut um, than against a crap team in Charlotte who just lost the mellow ball and really are not doing anything this season. So to me, yeah, I mean, I think this is a nice night to to debut, and, and ESPN's been talking about it for a week that this is when it – it would happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think that they're, they're talent-wise, their final's good. But, again, we need to see it pan out. I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not impressed with what I've got from Book this year. I'm not. Like, Book needs to do some proving this season. Like, I need to see him step up and make big shots. Like, missing free throws late in the game. Like, not performing. And, and I know I'm being kind of harsh on him. But you're literally paid to put the ball in the hole. Like, get the job done, bro. That's what you're paid to do. And now you have someone who's better than you at this game showing you things and helping you, I would assume, and giving you little tips and tricks and little things. Like, to me, there's just no excuse for them not to make a deep playoff run now. And obviously, you know, you've got Ishbia, who's just taking control, got the deal done, has expectation, wants to win now, has come out, 
and made, you know, media noise about this, like it's obvious they, they, they want to go ahead and win a championship. But I don't believe that adding Kevin Durant to this group instantly makes them a finals contender or instantly makes them the favorite to win the finals. I do think they're a finals contender, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they made an appearance. So to me, that's where the Suns are at. And hey, if they, if like to me, there's more in line for Kevin than there is for, for Book. Like, I think if, if you go to this team now and you don't win a championship, that's just adding to the, the ring chaser narrative, which is a whole nother conversation. But the reality is that's what people think of Kevin. So that's what it is. Is he a ring chaser? I don't see how he's not. But by the way, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Why is it a bad thing that Kevin Durant is chasing a ring and wanting to build his resume? I've never quite understood why people want to rip players who go to places where they are best served to win a championship. Kevin Durant's more likely to win a championship in Phoenix than he was in Brooklyn. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You add Kevin Durant to even Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you add him to that group, even taking out Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, they're still an elite team because now the Phoenix Suns don't rely on Chris Paul. And unlike some people at the table, hello, uh, I am telling you that Devin Booker is ready to is ready to pull forward on this team. I think Devin is acutely aware that he has to now start worrying about his legacy. And my hope for my guy Book is that having Kevin Durant in that locker room really ups his mental game. <coughs> That's what I'm hoping for because – I'm tired of hearing about, oh, we don't double team in the offseason, brah. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing don't about that. Murals, brother. I'm tired of hearing about it. I think Devin Booker only silences his critics when he's making shots in the playoffs. He's got to knock down the three at a high level, and I think they have to win the Western Conference and go back to the NBA Finals. Yeah, no, I, com- I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, like it was awesome to see them make that NBA Finals run, and I think, you know, honestly, I think that really helped Book's resume but the problem was the next season you got slacked by Dallas in an embarrassing fashion. Like it would have been one thing if you just had lost and they beat you in a seven game or whatever, sure. and it was highly competitive and close or whatever. Like, okay, fine. But that's not what happened. I mean, you got embarrassed and that was really tough, man. That was extremely difficult to watch. So to me, I, I, yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta win a championship. It's a very simple, but difficult task. I don't disagree with that. While we talk NBA hoops, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. We've had over 2,000 views today, uh, and I think we are only at 95 likes. 2,000 views, and we're less than 100 likes today. If you guys could hit the like button, that would be phenomenal. Um, Best team in the Western Conference right now. Before we rip, I mean, talk about the Lakers. Uh, Best team in the Western Conference right now is? The Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to go with the Suns. Better than Denver. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Well, because, but what do we hear from Denver every year? What, what do I hear? But what do you oh, not hear this amazing. year, though? And Jamal awesome. Murray, but Jamal Murray's back. I think he's playing incredible basketball. You got to like what you see from MPJ. I like what I see. They're yet another team that's tryhard. They're yet another team that, wow. that can't, and they just haven't done it. They're, the, they're Philly of the West. Wow. You haven't done anything. What have you done? Have you have you looked at all at what my guy, Cantavius, Caldwell Pope, is doing right now? Have you looked at all at what KCP's doing on the season? Yeah, I'm sure he's shooting it well. Oh, my. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you said you thought he you, you were sure he was. Cantavius Caldwell Pope right now is shooting, I said, 45% from three. Stay hard. 
My man is at four and a half threes a game, shooting 45%. He is, his regular field goal percentage is 48% for a perimeter player. Two and a half assists, one and a half steals, and he's 1.2 turnovers a game. That dude is playing efficient basketball, and I think he's having the best season of his career, and I think he's a big reason why they can be an elite team and why I think this is a year. If they don't win it this year, I don't know that they ever will. If the Denver Nuggets don't go to the NBA Finals this year, I think you gotta you got to really take a hard look at this team because if they don't go now, with the depth that they have built into that team and the way that KCP is playing for them, I don't see any reason they don't go to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, I, I think that reason's Kevin Durant. <laughs> That's what I think. Now, again, I think your take on Kevin staying healthy is perfectly reasonable. I, yes. Yeah, Kevin does need to stay healthy 100%, but but assuming he stays healthy, that would be the reason they don't go. And, and I think, you know, the, this distraction known as the Dallas Mavericks is really interesting because obviously they're a playoff team and they're going to get Dude, a series. bro. But it's bad. It, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this. And I am a known hater of America's favorite anti-Semite as well as Luca's punchable face. Right. Okay? And look, I have respect I, I have respect for Luca's game. That's not a championship team. That's not even a good team at this point. And I understand that Luca and Kai Rizzle I understand it. It's going to fail. You're not that guy, pal. Trust I, me. You're not that guy. Dude, I look at that game last night. Mhm. And we were talking about this in the in the group in our Monty Show exclusive members only super secret uh, exchange uh, national security uh, yeah. blueprints. Yeah, win the if war you in Ukraine and stuff. Group right, on Instagram. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that. If you'd like to join, please click the link in the chat. I just think that Kyrie and Luka Doncic don't have the time to find that truly elite chemistry that you have to have. And I look at a guy like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that feels really easy to me. Kyrie Irving, America's favorite anti-Semite, and Luka Doncic does not feel easy to me. I think Kyrie, no, I'm not going to keep saying it. I think Kyrie is really complex. I think he's very difficult. I think he's not a get-along guy. And I think you're never going to tell him what to do. You're a douche. And so, <laughs> and so I don't know, I don't know how you fix this situation in Dallas, but I look at, I look at Phoenix tonight and I think this is a huge moment in time for the Phoenix Suns. And yeah, I agree now again, again, last night, Kyrie's running into the, the Pacers and Halliburton and I get it. They played really good um, basketball and Miles Turner was lit and I thought Smith and Nora were really good. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. Because what I'm telling you is, it's March 1st and the calendar's turned now. And like I, I look at this situation with, with Phoenix and with Charlotte. Kevin Durant should go off. And by the way, he's one or two from the floor already. He's got two points. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. They're going to kick the crap out of Charlotte tonight and they're going to feel good doing it. Right? You're going to go into the locker room at halftime. Stay hard. And you're going to be like, dude, why is everybody sporting a tent? Stay hard. Because it's Kevin. Whoa, whoa. I thought you just said you're going to go in the locker room and ask, why is everyone sporting a tent? Stay hard. Bro. It's Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I'm misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm Kevin Durant. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. You know who I am. Stay hard. Bro. Bro. <laughs> 
Um, right? They're going to roll over Charlotte. They're going to leave Charlotte highly engaged as a basketball team. And I cannot say the same thing for Dallas because they keep losing games with those two dudes on the floor. Yes, they do. I can't say the same thing for Anthony Street Close Davis because he's missing the game tonight for the Lakers. Oh, God, Danny, my foot hurts. Anthony Street Close Davis. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Bro. but D'Angelo, that was probably too much. I have bucked up. I feel good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to break this to you, friends. LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell are out. You softy. You need to play. Oh, but my foot. After the street calls Davis. Shut up and play. Whatever. If, if they don't trade him in the offseason, you're just telling LeBron essentially, hey, dude, good luck the rest of your career. Rob Lestinka, please. <laughs> you're if, so fucked. If, if Rob Lestinka, the general manager of the LA Lakers, does not trade him in the offseason, I don't even know what you say about that. I really don't because I just cannot. La GM, please. I cannot believe. <coughs> I cannot believe that Anthony Davis is not going to play tonight. And by the way, they're against OKC, and OKC is a three and a half point favorite. They're against the Josh Giddies. Oh, I'm sorry. They're against the, the Australian sensation. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Northern Australia current pipeline. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. Josh Giddy, otherwise known as Saving Nemo, coming into the game now. Right? Like the, the EAC. Josh Giddy is going to roll over the Lakers tonight. Right, right. Uh, James Knight says, how do you rate the Bucks, lads? Can, can Giannis stay healthy, dude? I'm a little worried about Chaboy, though. If we're being honest, I'm a little worried about Joe Ingles. Yeah, what do his stats look like? How's he been doing anyway? You don't want to talk about Joe Ingles' stats. We, let's just uh, oh, I think Joe Ingles is going to be a big part of that team whether he plays or not but I think you're looking at a Joe Ingles who's not the same player that he was and it's tough the other night watching him not limp around I'm not saying he's limping around and the guy I think that he's still shooting in the middle 30s but man I look at I look at the way that Joe Ingles is playing right now and he's just not the same player anymore and it makes me nervous, frankly. It really makes me nervous. And I, I want to see him be that same guy. But I look at Milwaukee and, dude, if, if Giannis and Drew Holiday are out there, you, you have a better than average chance yes. of, of winning games. Yes. And I, I just think that Drew Holiday is so underrated on that team. When he's hitting his shot, they're extremely difficult. That said, I don't know, you know, necessarily who's coming out of the East. I mean, that's, to me... That's one of the toughest questions in basketball right now because I, I, I'm I with you that Philly's playing well, but they're not winning games. That's the problem. They're not finishing. They're not closing. You know, like, that's the trouble. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Miami is now all of a sudden a threat because they won a game over Philly, but Miami is that team that's just kind of gritty, and, and when they do show up, they, they're a pain in the ass, you know? In this game tonight, bro, this game tonight, you better watch Donnie versus the Celtics because this game tonight... I think is a big time measuring stick for who this Cleveland Cavaliers team is, because if they can win this game, that tells me a lot about, about what they're capable of. But if you lose by 10, okay, you are who we thought you were. Yeah. And then there's John Morant and I, I need to adjust my chair to talk about John. I don't know what John Morant's doing. So you guys remember the allegations, 
right? They were allegations. Right, allegedly. That John Morant did a drive-by laser pointing. And, it, you know, I mean, we laugh about it. This is right? fucking America. But it's not really that funny. Yeah. In our country, when we have a gun crime problem in this country... And then you hear this story that John Moran is accused of brandishing a firearm against a teenager. A 17-year-old. I don't understand what John Morant is doing. Um, and if somebody would like to explain this to me, I would love to understand it. And again, it's all allegedly, right? Like, But allegedly, you know. They get into a fight. John knocks him down, goes back into his house, allegedly, comes back out with a gun on his waistband, and he's pulling the classic Hank Voigt move from Chicago PD where he's got his hand on his pistol, his firearm, and is, like, threatening to use it. And it's like, dude, like, who do you think you are, man? The like incident involves a teenage boy, 17, uh, who told police that Morant, who's 23, punched him 12 or 13 times during a pickup basketball game at John Morant's house. He claimed Morant and a friend hit him so hard it left a large knot on the side of his head. Police say they observed that knot. The teenager reportedly told Shelby County Sheriff's detectives that after the fight, Morant went into the house and reemerged with his hand on a gun visible in the waistband of his pants. Morant told police he had been acting in self-defense, said I swung first, but believing the boy was the aggressor because he threw a basketball at Morant's head, then stepped up to him pulling up his pants. The boy alleged that he was checking the ball back to Morant, who had thrown the ball at him first, and the ball slipped through Morant's fingers. I don't care. Ja, it's your fault. You're an NBA player. Why is there a 17-year-old kid at your house playing pickup that you got into a fight with, allegedly? Not even allegedly. You admit... I'm a man! ...that you swung on him. What are you doing? And then you allegedly come out with a gun in your waistband? And this is after the whole mall incident where he threatened a security guard, allegedly, at a mall in Memphis? And now we get the allegation that you did a drive-by laser pointing on somebody? Allegedly, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? And, and I'll go back to Jalen Carter on this. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle. Yeah. What are you doing, homie? You're out at 2.30 in the morning with a 24-year-old Georgia football staffer who's twice the legal limit drunk and a teammate of yours, an offensive lineman, and you are now accused of drag racing with them, street racing. That's an issue. The driver of the car that we now know crashed, and police say she missed a curve. She was going so fast. She was so drunk that she allegedly missed this curve and hit the curb, and the vehicle had an incident, and they both died. Jalen Carter, who is going to be the first non-quarterback picked in this draft, now is at the Combine in Indianapolis. 
and now acknowledge today that he was called by the police and they've told him there's two misdemeanor warrants out for him. And now we find out that he allegedly told the police he wasn't there, then he was there. Um, and now we find out that media members have seen videos of three cars, which include another Georgia teammate, allegedly, a linebacker in a Dodge Charger driving around the streets of Athens that night at 2.30 in the morning in a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, which is a $117,000 car. What are we doing? Oh, better yet, you're Ja Morant, you guys. Yeah. You're Ja Morant. You're 23 years old. You are one of the most exciting players in the NBA. Um. You have everything that you could possibly want, including a massive brand new contract extension that is set to, to kick in next season that's going to pay you 33, 36, 38, 41, and $44 million a year. So knowing that you sign that extension, you invite a 17-year-old over to your house, allegedly, you beat him, then you are accused of going in the house, getting a gun, putting it in your waistband, holding it in your waistband, and threatening the 17-year-old with it. After you signed a shoe deal with Nike, after you just it just came out that Powerade signed you to be the face of their brand relaunch, because Powerade is doing a brand relaunch, and John Moran is the face of that. They released a video today. Bro, You're what making- are you doing? You're probably making $100 million a year. You have to be, yeah. And you're getting into a fight with a security guard at a mall, allegedly. You're pointing lasers at the opposing team bus in drive-by fashion, allegedly. And now you allegedly beat a kid and then brandished a firearm. Seems like something a hundred millionaire would do. What's the question? Do you understand how much money these guys don't care about? Do you understand that when you're making that kind of bread? And this is the fascinating part about Jalen Carter at, at Georgia. Yeah. Dude, you, you haven't even gotten a paycheck yet. You just assume you're making that bread and you're at the combine when your phone rings and it's the police saying, hey, yo, we've got two warrants out for you, bro. When can we come pick you up? Good Lord, my guy. Yeah, that's not good, man. But am I making too much out of this? Like, I feel like this is the stupidest thing I've heard. I, I, am, I am amazed by it. Yeah. I, I'm I, Just and wasting their opportunity. It's constant with, with athletes. And I know it's cliche or whatever. What are you doing? I, I always, I use midnight. What are you doing out past midnight? Furthermore, wait a minute. You're celebrating your national championship. You've made history, but you're you're partying with a 24-year-old female football staffer and a teammate. She's twice the legal limit, so you guys think you're going to go out and street race around Athens? And I'm going to draft you? No, nah, I don't think so, dude. You drafting Stetson Bennett? No, I'm probably not. Stetson Bennett's 37 years old, and he's not 37. 
And you're running, you're hiding behind walls and in people's yards trying to get away from the police? Probably not. So wait. Probably, probably not. Georgia's got a real good reputation going here, don't they? Well, and this one's terrifying right here because E.T., you ain't wrong. Yeah. You, you probably don't even know the Gilbert Arena Oh, yeah. Story. Locker room Desert Eagle. Yeah, I remember. I remember. We all remember. Yeah. That, that's, not a, uh, that's not a bad comparison. Play, he, playing cards, pulls out a Desert Eagle, threatens to kill somebody. Yeah, not a great look. D-Rock Irish says, NFL will draft this guy. Moral compass is screwed up. Dude. Jeremy Callahan. Yeah, seriously. Jeremy Callahan says, why is there kids at your house? Are you Michael ja- uh, Morant? Exactly. Damn. Damn. Mike, get it? Michael Jackson. Mer- Michael ja- See what Morant. he did there. See what he did See there. What he did there. I'm sorry, man. You can't have 17-year-old kids at your house and get in a heated pickup game. You can't do it. I know. You're going to say, well, shit happens. I've been to Vasa Fitness. Well, I get it. But you're not making $100 million a year like John Moran is. Then I'll drop that motherfucker. You can't allegedly beat a 17-year-old kid and then allegedly brandish a firearm against him. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Right? Uh, Gary says someone is going to handle Ja. He will learn the hard way since he wants to be so gangsta. Well, and you know what my question is? Where's your dad? Oh, that's right. He's getting in fights with Shannon Sharp at the Laker game. <laughs> Seems like that's a family trend. Then I'll drop that motherfucker. Right? Look at this fat ass over here. Like father, like son, right? That's not nice. <laughs> Do you want me to go get my gun? Exactly. Come on, dude. This but- is what I mean, bro. It's not like... Like, I don't understand why these guys make it so difficult. Like, because, and you know what it is? That's a really good point. You're making easy difficult. You are taking, oh man, my life is so hard. You know, I got all this Powerade money coming in. I just signed this new contract. I, it's time. I to, got a signature shoe with Nike, bro. It's time to beat wholesale ass. Damn. A- anybody, hey. Get your lazy ass in the gym. Hey, man, somebody find me a 17-year-old. What's up, motherfuckers? Like, that's what you're doing. You're going on. Well, man, hey, let me get to neighborhood teenagers. First of all, you're John Morant. Are you getting better playing against 17-year-olds? What's wrong? Chris Berkeley's gym's full? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, what's wrong? You didn't want to pay the fee to get into black ops runs? This is why I don't understand guys like, like who wasn't Julius Randle at the gym playing pickup basketball one summer? Or like, They all are. They, they all are. I mean... You know, what was it? Hutchinson uh, uh, in the NFL was like it, all these guys. But no, are. no, no. Seriously, like I, I can I remember games when I covered the Lakers. One of my favorite things was in the summer when the, the general manager, Mitch Kupchak at the time, would have media availability at their practice facility. You could always go in there and guys would be running. And it, I, I cannot tell, I've probably watched a dozen Kobe Bryant summer pickup games against guys I had no idea who it was. But they were grown-ass men who knew how to play basketball. This thing is 17 years old. But do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? That's a great example. Team facility, like professional environment. Security guards. Security guards. No, no guns. Nothing's going to happen there, right? You could get in some kind of fight or whatever. Nothing's going to happen there. This was in your backyard on probably a concrete court with a 17-year-old? Like, dude, what are we doing? Hey, Ja, Ja, by the way, bro, hey, did you know 17 is one year below 18? You're beating up on a kid, my dude. Okay, 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 okay. 
idiot. Shake Shack McCluskey? Dude, what are you doing? Well, hello there, and you're welcome. Shake Shack McCluskey? Bro. You know. Dude. <laughs> hey, Shake I'm Shack disappointed. Is, Shake Shack is amazing. Dude, listen, listen. That that comment right there out of you, Mayor McCluskey, if 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 you're McCluskey, I'm Bunny right now. We're doing things my way now, and it's definitely not Shake Shack. Yeah, you had your chance, Mike. Yeah. D-Rock says, no accountability. Also heard this was done in Georgia. You owned vehicles. Had no business for non-school related activities. I don't know who owned the car. Dude, that's 117,000. We just looked at Trackhawks. Yeah. When I was buying my Jeep, we were looking at Trackhawks. damn, they are nice. They are, in the, but damn, they are fast. She was twice the legal limit, that girl. At, but at, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Like the girl is in, what was it, a Ford Expedition? Probably a, a, a Georgia... You vehicle, probably, right? Probably. If we're being honest. If we're being so, honest. So situationally speaking, what did Buddy do? He rolled up in the track hawk, probably a red one. I don't know though, but just a guess, probably a red track hawk, right? Feeling like a badass. Yeah. Homegirl had one too many to drink. They were having a bunch of she fun like and liked the seven, track hawk. Seven like, too many to like, drink. Like it just is so obvious what happened here. My problem isn't exactly like I do have a big time problem with what happened. But my bigger problem is that you ran from the scene and then you flew across the country to Indy for the combine. That's my problem. You left your 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 friends, your people dying on the street. That's why I wouldn't draft Jalen. That's why. Because you left your people dead in the street. Then you lied about it. Then you decided to come forth about it. That's why I wouldn't draft this guy, dude. And no, I'm not drafting Stetson Bennett. Another another guy that now because Jalen had to one-up him, right? Like, Stetson Bennett being drunk and running from the police is a bad look. Now, he didn't kill anybody, right? Nobody was injured in the drunkenness of Stetson Bennett. But it's the same thing. And now, like, is it too far to be like, hey, Kirby, might want to, like, help your players just get to the NFL? Like, like the the couple months it takes to get to the draft, mm -hmm. just help them get to the draft. Take the track hawks away, take the PBR away, and get their ass in the gym and get them to the draft, and then you can move on. Like I'm just tired of it, bro. You don't hear this out of Bama. Okay, 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 okay. Damn. First of all, stay hard. That's I agree. right. I agree with you, That's Mayor. Right. I agree hard. with you. Stay hard. Mayor, stay hard, Mayor McCluskey. And now we got a comment dump, and here it is right here. Listen, Bunny. Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. Exactly. Little Bunny. Jaron Eccles says, Ja could literally play pickup with anyone he wants and yet chooses a 17-year-old. Uh, in your backyard? That's crazy. If I'm an NBA player, the only concrete court I'm playing on is Rutger Park. That's it. Uh, dude, Whopper McCluskey now says Habit Burger or Alex Caruso. <sighs> you know. Why are you trying to bring up food right now? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, then there's this idiot at Alabama basketball. Did you hear the coach's explanation of this? Damn. The coach at Alabama said, oh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, our guys. If this wasn't about the shooting, <laughs> no, 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 bro. Our guys were patting him down because guy who was involved in delivering a gun allegedly to commit a murder. Brandon allegedly, Miller. I, don't, I didn't want to say his name. Well, I know his name. Brandon Miller from Alabama was alleged to have delivered a gun that was used in a murder. And they're doing this pat down introduction. He walks out of the introduction line and they pat him down like he's entering through a metal detector. 
People did not think that was funny. The coach is like, wow, listen, it was my fault. But it wasn't about the other thing that he wasn't allegedly involved in. They were saying that they were acting like TSA. Like, you guys, listen. God, listen to how my Alabama Crimson Tide roll. They were doing it because see what they were doing. It's a skit. They're the TSA. And now Brandon's cleared for takeoff. Congratulations. But that's bullshit. I mean, brilliant, right? No, I mean, I understand why we can't do it. And uh, thoughts and prayers. To it's the, sort of a natural reflex. You know, the dead people. Anyway, the point is, how brilliant are my players? That's essentially what happened. Dude. He said they were doing a TSA check and Brandon was cleared for takeoff. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. What? I'm glad this got brought up. Let me get this right. This is the first time that Alabama basketball has been relevant and I don't know how long. And I'm not some college basketball expert, certainly. Clearly. But I can tell you Alabama basketball hasn't been relevant in a minute. The first time that you're relevant, and I do believe they are ranked number one for a week so far this season. Mm -hmm. It might have been a couple weeks or whatever. The first time you're relevant in how long? You're going out and getting into scandals and getting into issues, and then let me get this right. You want to <laughs> celebrate it in, in the introductions? Dude, no, Jake, what are we doing, Jake, bro? It, the TSA, he's cleared for, like, airport. Yeah, yeah I know what time it is. He's, he's cleared for takeoff. And yeah, takeoff to a jail cell. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Uh, Whopper McCluskey says they literally could have done anything else in introductions. That's literally what I mean. anything. But you know why they did this. You know why. How about a high five? Well, no, they might be celebrating. Hi, Kate. Good job delivering that gun, dude. There's some wild shit going on. Right Come on, bro. You know what they are at Alabama for this? This is Alabama basketball. You guys are assholes. Yeah, yeah. That's are. what you are. You are. And yeah. it's it, I, I, it's amazing to me. You're an, I'm not. You're, it's not the TSA. You cannot tell me that's what that was. Let's consult the douche meter. The douche meter is exploding. Get a fast pass for douche mountains. And admittedly, yeah, admittedly, it was pushed into the red by this guy's shirt today. That guy's definitely a douche. But now talking about Alabama, it's like into the real meter. I mean, you're come a on, dude. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, ask the Oklahoma Sooners how relevant Alabama basketball you know what? is. Like, but but is, is that lost on anyone? You guys haven't met a damn Dude. thing in like a decade. Dude. The first time Dude. you get even a little bit of love from ESPN, what happens? Dude. It's I just can't believe it. And then the head coach is going to get some free pass, and he's going to get some award for how great of a job he did with his program, even though his players were out handing program. guns off. And, like, dude, what are we doing, oh. bro? By the way, Devin Booker's outscoring Damn. Kevin Durant because Devin Booker's a better player. Yeah, my ass. Katie's 2 of 4, 1 of 2 from 3 for 5 points. The Bookmeister, 4 of 7, 8 points, stud. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. By the way, they might want to guard Terry, Terry Rozier, who's got nine points in 12 minutes. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Is not out playing basketball on his back porch. Yeah, seriously. Uh, real quick, though, before we move on. Anybody notice that um, Wiseman is starting in Detroit? Tonight he's played six minutes. He's minus 11. Because it's garbage. James Wiseman is minus 11 in six. Do you, do you guys know Bro, how, you, how difficult that is? Do you know how hard it is hard. to go minus 11 in six minutes? 
Yeah, it's a little more difficult than doing TSA celebrations in the introduction. Uh, okay, somebody's got stuck in a craw and stuff. Yeah, next question. He's minus 11 in six minutes. By the way, my guy, Zach Levine, he's not my guy. He's got 14 points, two or three from three. So, uh, James Knight says, talk about the game. What game would you like us to talk about? Uh, Gary says, uh, this is what happens when you hook up with your cousin. Well, game wrong. Uh, Gabriel says, James Wiseman is quickly, uh, quickly going out of the NBA, and it's, it's sad, honestly, yeah, it is. gifted athlete that just can't get it done. Six minutes. My, do you know how difficult that is? D-Rock Irish. SEC uh, look has been horrible lately. SEC tourney game, Florida, Kentucky, women's basketball today. Eight players ejected from on-court oh, skirmish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've all seen that one play out at Vaza. I was watching the highlight of that. Homegirl throwing the ball. It would have been better if you'd actually hit the person you were throwing the ball at. Like, it hit John in the face. If you'd have hit her in the face, it would have been a lot better. But you didn't. So, you know, kind of average what, performance. What happened, average bro? performance, you know? I, I may... Don't play intramurals, brother. Look, it, so he can't... She disrespecting me, man. That's what I love is people are like, well, you can't disrespect me. Sure you can. You're I'm making, not afraid to die. Ja, you're, you're making $100 million. <laughs> I love the fact that the Kentucky like, player she, threw she it. completely missed. And like, then marched down the court and beat wholesale ass. And you know That's what I, what I love. All the Kentucky players roll up and she's like, hold me back. Hold me back. I think it's hysterical that the, the, Dude, the Kentucky players... The Florida player like winds up left-handed and chucks that ball because the Kentucky player threw it in her face, let's be honest. But she throws it and then she's like, come on, you want to go? And she looks at her benches like, let's go. And then sprints down there and just throws a haymaker. And then it just all hell broke loose. Dust up. No, it wasn't a dust up. It was far more than a dust up. When I die, I'm going to paradise. I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, did you say average performance? Talk to Frank Thomas about fixing that low T. That's Damn. two days in a row, dude. That is two days in a row. My God. Wow. So anyway, um, what do you like non-sports today, kid? We got 20 minutes to go here. Um, what are non-sports selections? I forgot. Well, um, Oh, stick shift. Find stick shifts. I'm trying to be gentle on this. Okay. Because Jake is kind of a car jerk. What? Mainly because what? mainly because no. he, he rolls into national parks and then destroys the ecosystem. Right. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but well, you know, it's, you know. it was it? Yeah. Look at you did that and then look at all the snow we've had because you destroyed the ozone layer. Well. Global warming. So the trend of young people buying manual transmissions, mm -hmm. it's a huge thing amongst millennials and younger. They are buying manual stick shift transmissions instead of automatics. And this guy literally this morning is like, oh my God, oh my God, I need some private time alone in the closet, oh please. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. <laughs> You got so excited. Yeah. Like, we're talking about it today, and he's like, oh, I know. It's the most amazing thing, and when you drive stick, and you feel it vibrate in your hand, and oh, my God. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Stop, please. Why are you so giddy about this? Because. Not we Josh live in a giddy. World, the other 
Exciting. We live in a world mm-hmm. where all I hear about is is Elon Musk and electric superchargers and Teslas and you know electric this and electric that and I'm I'm over it, dude. Like I w- I watched a uh, or I read an article the other day mm-hmm. about how there there is a there is a rule about when you're mining lithium, you're not supposed to have human I'm so- beings. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say mining lithium? I'm trying to get you to talk about why you right. why make, you pretty I'm, much stained your box. I'm making a point. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm making sorry, a point. My bad. Good. So anyway, anyway, when you're mining lithium, you're not <laughs> supposed to have a thousand people mining it. You're supposed to have only machinery there. And there are literally tens of thousands of people in those countries doing it. So let me get this right. Not only is it worse for the environment than the gasoline industry, which is absolutely horrible for our environment, by the way, right? I'm not even saying it's better, but the electric car business is terrible for the environment. Now we're getting we're we're getting studies saying that 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 you know Teslas have issues, that Teslas, you know, are running, you know, stopping in the middle of the freeway. Like Dude, like I'm just over it, man. Like let's get back to let's get back to V8s. Let's get back to, you know, having fun with cars, not being on our cell phones. Like that's my biggest thing with a manual, dude. Yeah. You can fall asleep. That's fine. But my bad. but I'm sorry. for what? once yeah. we're talking about something that I want to talk about. <laughs> it's so You're, like I'm so sick and tired of people being okay. on their phones. Number 1. Like number 1. Electric cars are not good for the environment. Let's just can we just all get that yeah. out there now? The batteries, yeah. the batteries and hybrids and electrics are never going away. You can't put them in the dump. You, they're always going to be here. Number two, I think electric cars are overrated. I, I am not ready to own one. Now, I don't own a Tesla. They are the number one selling car in California in large swaths of this country. I am not that guy yet. But I am also not angry like you mm-hmm. about it. Why are you so upset about this? Because You're like it, tweaked over driving. Because it bothers me, dude. We are so obsessed with our phones. So obsessed that we have lost enjoyment of the driving experience. Like the, like, but we've also lost the one-on-one connection that gets guys like you laid. Number one. Thanks to the cell phone. Number two, I think we've lost. I think we've lost a lot more to the cell phone than driving. But specifics to driving, I agree. I think one of the better parts about driving stick is your kids can't talk on their phone with it in their hand when they're driving stick. You have to actually shift gears. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes you a better driver. You actually are looking at what you're doing. Like it, it really bothers me, dude. Like people just get in cars and they think, oh yeah, like yeah, I'll I'll be there in 20 minutes, honey. Let me scroll on Instagram while I'm doing 80 down the freeway in my in my 5,000 pound SUV. Like it, it just Wait, bothers are, are me. Are you dude. like? Sort of low-key talking about me? No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people I see all the time on the freeway that are, like, literally looking down at, like, uh, their yeah. wheels here, dudes looking down here. Yeah. Never mind. Like, I'm like, dude, like, that's why I choose to drive a manual. That's why I choose to, to like, drive the way I do because I don't trust other people for that exact reason. And the thing is, there's really no education around driving. Like, let me ask you this. Did you have to go to college to drive a car? No. Did you have to? Is there any educational course you have to take? Not for how to drive, right? You have to take an educational course on like road laws. Oh, Dan Kinnersley. Why don't you go ahead and read this one? 
You I, you read it. I have an E36 M3. Stay hard. Yeah. For my manual fix in my Sierra 2500 HD Duramax. Scott, dog, dude. What do you do for a living? Uh, for my daily driver to counter all the electric garbage. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a Duramax guy. This but I guy, am that guy. This guy would murder small children mm-hmm. and their puppies to get himself an M3. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And you would love it to be manual. Yep. Manual V8 M3. 100% sold. I think there is a lost art in driving and stick shift needs to come back. Because I think everybody should have to learn how to drive on a manual transmission. Because if you don't know how to drive stick, like you're, you're, you're driving, you're not really driving. The driving experience for those of us that enjoy like wheel time is absolutely in a, in a manual transmission. And I think it connects you to your car a lot more because there's a certain, every clutch is different. And any, once you learn to drive stick, you can drive any stick. But what you learn pretty quickly is every clutch feels a little different. Mm-hmm. Every second gear is a little different. It go, you know, how you reverse, do you got to push down and pull forward or push down and push forward or push down and pull back? Like you have all this different stuff and you actually feel the car breathing. And I don't think anybody cares about that. I think nowadays kids just want kids just want to drive. They want to go hang out with their girlfriends or their friends. And no, you know what they want to do? They want to buy one hundred seventeen thousand dollars Trackhawks, go to the bar, and then get in trouble afterwards. That's I don't what they want to do. With that. That's what they want to do, and that's why that story is upsetting to me. Like that's an amazing car, dude. And people are dead now. James, what are you losing your mind about, dude? Who's ridiculing you? What question did we yeah, not what? answer of yours? You said, talk about the game. I said, what game do you want me to talk about? And you never answered that question. What are you talking about? What game do you want us to talk about? Are you talking about the jazz game? What, what? You go through these phases, James Knight, where sometimes you just lose your mind. Yeah. And I'm just saying, okay, you said, talk about the game. Okay, what game would you like me to talk about? What game would you like me to talk about? Jeremy Callahan, electric cars aren't good for the environment. Correct. Battery weight to energy capacity ratio is always going to be way behind liquid combustible fuels. Well, <clears throat> listen, I think that the problem is marketing is more powerful than science. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And we're going to tell people that, hey, you know what? Eat three meals a day. You got to eat your milk. You got to eat your red meat. That's just not true. Oh, electric cars are way better. Fossil fuels. That's just not true. It's not true. Electric cars are not better for the environment. They're, they're, it's, it's, not, it's not a question. It's science. The battery components and some of the electronics are never going away. They're always going to be here. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to keep piling up and piling up. And eventually, we're going to run out of room to pile up things. So, you know. Yeah. Is what it is. Uh, Hunter Brown says, when hu- humans get into an accident, no one gets better. I would agree with that. Yeah, dude. Uh, D-Rock says, e-cars need charging stations. Where are they located? National Grid is a disaster, too. Yeah, we, were in, we were in Nevada, somewhere in the yeah, middle of nowhere. I can't remember that. On the way to, uh, what, Mammoth? Tahoe. Or Tahoe, Tahoe. And there was a, a Tesla supercharging station. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, Dan Kinnersley also says, I own my, my uh, holster company. Jock could have used uh, something rather than brandishing it in his waistband. Exactly right. <laughs> My God, Dan. Businessman right there, bro. Teddy Wayman. Sup, guys. Driving manually is awesome. My bro had an 05 WRX uh, boarded out, and it was a blast. Okay. Jake loves his STI. Yeah. Loves and that's it. the other thing around manuals. Like, they're dying. 
right? Like the STI is a good example. I'm not saying it's the best thing out there. It's got huge flaws. Like, okay, great. But it is dying and it is a legend, you know, and, and, it, and it, it is, um, you know, it's just sad, you know, like all the Beamer lines, all the Porsche lines, like, am I ever going to get the chance to own a 911 GT3 manual? I don't know. Right. But like, who's to say there's going to be one available in 20 years? I don't know if there will be or not, honestly. Yeah. I learned to drive on, I think, a 1978 Toyota Celica. Yeah. Or maybe it was in the 80s. I loved that car. Right. And I am sure that, that there is a reason that I dripped hydraulic fluid everywhere. But I loved driving that car and I loved learning how to drive it. I, I then really learned how to drive stick on a Toyota MR2. Yeah. Like it's, I just enjoy it. I don't, I drive an automatic as you guys are aware, but you know, Jeremy Callahan says maybe what game is the game? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Uh, Whopper McCluskey says, drove a manual 90 or a 1979 Volvo station wagon in high school. Best car I ever owned. The Volvo, I'm telling you, Dude. you guys, yep. the Volvo or Audi station wagon is highly underrated. Mm -hmm. Highly underrated. You were considering one. I was. I am a huge Volvo guy. Well, it was German and then Ford. But the problem now is that it's Japanese Volvo. So right. it's changed a little bit. You know, yeah. Capazzo says, I took my driving test in a 79 Datsun pickup with a manual. Datsun. Yeah, dude. When's the last time you heard the name Datsun in the car business? Yeah, bro. Dude, it has been a long time. But do you see what I mean? All of you who have driven a manual and learned on a manual and drove a manual, you guys all remember those cars in detail, right? Like, you remember, like, how it felt, like, you know, starting that thing up or like, you know, stalling it on a hill. Like you remember all those things. I do. Like you, you owned a Tacoma. You never talk about that thing. That I was hated just it. like, you hated it. Right. That was an automatic. And what's funny is Toyota offers a Tacoma and a manual now. Isn't that funny? I hated everything about it. I hate, I dude, I can't, I can't even do it. Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about this. Um, I want to talk about this Netflix Pornhub documentary. So in all seriousness, I have you guys heard about this? Netflix has an upcoming documentary called Money Shot, and it tells the story of one of the world's most visited websites, Pornhub. Mm -hmm. It has interviews with porn stars, activists, ex-employees. It's going to debut on March 15th. It, quote, offers a deep dive into the successes and scandals of Pornhub. So here's a question for you. How do you guys view pornography as a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think this is a really interesting question. Mm -hmm. You guys already know what I'm going to say. Right. Pornography is a great destroyer of men. I view it as a bad thing. Right. Am I wrong about that? Because I did not know until I read this story yesterday night. It's one of the most visited websites on the entire planet. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that, but I have to say that's not particularly surprising. Pornhub right? is one of, one of, I think it's the fourth most visited website on the planet. It's crazy to me how many people consume pornography and, and consume it for free. Mm -hmm. 
And the question that this documentary asks, and I think it is, I think it is really, it's kind of a fascinating question. It explores the allegations of non-consensual material. And this all started through celebrity sex tapes. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things ever posted on Pornhub is Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's tape. And then Kim Kardashian and Ray J. Right. Are two of the biggest things ever posted on their website. Mm-hmm. And it's made a big difference in the way that adult entertainers are paid in that they're not paid nearly as much as they used to be paid because now a lot of their content's free. So is pornography good or bad? I mean, I think in the big picture it's bad, but I think that, you know, there's no there's no getting away from the fact that the perception of that industry is changing. And I think, you know, when you look at like TikTok as an example, but you know, you could say this about Instagram, you know, yeah. whatever. Yep. TikTok as an example is changing the way people look at pornography because what do you get on TikTok? You get you know, all these podcasts, there's a ton of podcasts out now about how, you know, they'll have like porn stars on and they'll have the conversations and it's all being more normalized. Right? Am I like, missing anything by not being on TikTok? Uh, I don't use, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I was on, on uh, TikTok. Mm, it has to be. Months. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not on to, I mean, I have an account, but I don't actually so do view I. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I wouldn't say you're missing something. I just think that, that, the advent of TikTok slash Reels has really changed the way things are viewed. I mean, all we do all day, and when I say we, I mean humanity, is we look at social media. Like, there are people who look at social media four or five hours a day. You know what I mean? Like, that's a wild number. So when you start talking about, hey, Netflix is doing a documentary on Pornhub and, like, exposing a lot of stuff and having conversations like that's going to do wonders for their business. They're profiting off of the pornography industry, right? Like, I, like there's no denying that. There's no getting away from that. So to me, yeah, like in the big picture, it's not good for you. Science says it's not good for you. Yeah, science but, says it's bad for you. But this might as well be drinking. This might as well be drugs. This might as well be guns. Like this is every, like this is gambling. Like it's all the same conversation. We always come back to this point where... We say, okay, hey, adults should have the choice whether or not to view this content. And what's funny to me is that, like, nobody ever really talks about, like, the right to view pornography the way we talk about the right to, you know, brandish a weapon, let's say, or whatever. Like, it's just its own little thing over here because we don't like to talk about it because it's, like, nudity and sex and stuff like that's the thing but one of the other things that i thought was interesting in this article and i think it was on rolling stone i was reading it uh-huh the the shaming of pornography has pretty much come to an end yeah yeah the, the like if if you say oh yeah i watch pornography every day nobody's gonna blink an eye at you nobody's gonna say two words to you like i i was listening to howard stern this morning mm-hmm and we were driving into the office listening to Howard Stern on Sirius XM. Yeah. And he was talking about how much porn he watches. And the whole staff was talking about it. And his co-host Robin Quivers was talking about that she watches pornography. And right. I think, I don't know, if, if my wife ever caught me watching pornography, I think I would be humiliated. Like it's not a thing that, 
It's not a thing that I feel the need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say I even actually think about it very often. And it's, it's not that I don't spend alone time because oh my god just like that I oh. think I think all guys do yeah that's a fact I think all people do but, I don't think that's unique to guys no I would agree with that this is a guy male driven show I know I'm just saying just yeah. so you know uh but anyway you know my question my question is is it still embarrassing to wa- to say that you watch pornography cuz I don't think it is yeah I can honestly tell you like I don't ju- if if I know I know people and I think most people know how I feel about pornography, so they probably don't bring it up to me. Right. But I know people that I, I know for a fact watch a t- I, uh, Guys I've worked with in radio have openly talked about the fact that they won't travel unless they can bring pornography with them. Now, that tells you what that was about. But my, po- my point is, like, I, I, do, I just don't think dudes are embarrassed by it anymore. Yeah, well, I think, you know, so that to me says that's a cultural thing, though. Like, you know, like porn overseas has been a, a norm like an accepted thing for oh i think in the long? i think in the pacific you know rim country japan china i think it's normalized yeah i think in the koreas it's normalized like hideki mats uh matsuyama no uh hideki matsui the former yankee great oh yeah was known to travel with an entire suitcase of pornography mm-hmm. now you probably don't have to do that anymore because you have i don't know a cell phone right but my point is i just don't know you know, I don't, I don't know how, how, how you get around that. And one of the things I also think is so interesting is here in Utah, the LDS community is so prevalent that I do think that there's a certain level of shame when, it, when you're attached to a religion like, you know, the, the LDS church mm-hmm. or the cat. Like I can tell you when I was a kid growing up Catholic, dude, it was the worst thing in the world to think about, talk about, or watch sex. Mm-hmm. Like you could never do that. And I think there's quite a bit of shaming in it. So I think in Utah, number one, I think Utah is one of the most prolific Pornhub states. Mm-hmm. We did a story on this several months ago. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I but do, yeah. Yeah, Utah is one of the most prolific Pornhub states. I guess the thing that I, I, I just wonder how many guys openly admit they, they watch pornography. I, because I don't yeah. know, and I'm 50 years old, but I don't know if I could bring myself to say to my friends, yeah, oh, man, I watched this movie. Like, like I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I mean, do you I, share links? N- I don't. I don't know who would. I, I don't know, know either. Like, what? I, I, I don't know. I just think it's this. It's this. Th- this is what I mean. This is what I'm getting at, right? Like, this is kind of proving my point. It is this sort of, you know... under the radar, throw it under the carpet type thing, right? Like, it is this thing that for so long, nobody wanted to talk about, but it's so easy to find. I don't care what you believe in. But it's it's on TV, too. It's not like, I mean, think about, again, Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. Um, You know, any stream show, any cable show you watch is going to have Game of Thrones or... The Sopranos, or yeah, dude. like all of my favorite shows ever, all involve pornography and sex. Stay hard. Maybe that says something about me. But it's not even that you got to go to like a porn hub to get it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's crazy. Capazzo says dinner's ready, and the wife just got home. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Thanks, Capazzo. 
<laughs> See you, get, get, out, get off the show. Turn it off. <laughs> D-Rock says one way to look at it, plenty of unhappy relationships out there. Well, and I think that's, so that's the other side. Like, because the original question was, is it bad for you? Is, is, you know, is it bad for you? Is it, is it, you know, and it's almost to a point now with this conversation where it's like, okay, maybe it's bad for you, but smoking's bad for you. And we don't blink an eye at that, right? Like, you know, fentanyl is bad for people, but people still do it, right? Like, it's not a question of if people well, are consuming pornography. It's only really a question of, you know, do your circles widely accept that? And if they don't, how do you exist? And I agree. I think it takes a major toll on relationships. I, I don't know how it couldn't. And, and I'm not even the guy that says, hey, like, expectations of your partner. Like, that could be a thing. Well, I think but, more what, and I don't know, D-Rock, if you want to clarify that. I think there's a lot of sexless marriages. I think there's a lot of sexless mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I think guys and gals turn to pornography to, to cure that. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know that that helps. D-Rock says, porn and the F word being used are now the norm. Yeah, and I'm, I am an F word user. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, that's not true. You say that this is an LDS community and you're getting shunned or offered to help uh, stop like they're trying to sign you up for AA. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, McKinley, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. Uh, San Diego State, Glenn, what's up, dude? It says, so true, so sad, yeah. I think pornography is mainstream. I think sex on TV is mainstream. I think sex in the movies is mainstream. I would agree. And I, I, don't, agree. I don't think it's good for us at all. I, re I really don't. I'm, I, I seriously, I think it's terrible for us. Um, you know, I, I just think it's... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It's not something that should be taken lightly. I, I don't think it's, you know... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this stuff, right? I, I, I really am not. But, but my, my thought would be that, you know, the old saying, right, is like moderation, right? Things in moderation, if you're watching it once every six weeks, probably not going to have much of an impact on you, right? But if you're someone that, like, it's every single day, it's in your routine, you have to have it, you know, your world revolves around it, that's probably going to be an issue for you, you know? Yeah, I would and, agree. And, and I think that, you know, yeah, I do think that there's a lot of context as why, to why somebody would be, you know, consuming that, that content. And I also think, again, I'm just going to keep saying it, the advent of the podcast over the last decade, I think has made, has helped make pornography more normal because what do people do? They make a podcast and they start talking about it. And yeah. I can tell you specifically, there are several female driven podcasts that talk about sex and porn and like their experience and dating and like yeah. all this stuff and dudes oh. consume that stuff like crazy. D rock makes a great point. We've been desensitized through social media. Yeah, totally dude. Agree. Yeah, dude. Eric C. Hey, Eric C. How are you, buddy? Uh, also a member of the program says, I can't believe Utah is up there. Someone's fixing the stat sheet on that one. Oh, oh I, I, yeah, yeah. I think I, but again, I tie that to the, the, the strong faith that's in our community. I think anytime you have a lot of guilt, you're going to have a lot of call it sin or whatever you want. But like pornography is what McKinley was talking about. Yeah. You know, like it's like, AA. they're trying to get you into rehab, you know, like absolutely. Uh, couple, Jeremy Callahan says game of bones. Stay hard. You ain't wrong. Uh, Teddy Wayman. What's up beard says people share what they watch. Not me. LOL. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Kane Nern says Utah will wait until the big 10 calls them. Yeah. Unfortunately you're not wrong. Uh, Eric C says name the female podcast. Jake can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Sorry, buddy. 
Greg Hawkins, I did a lot of movies that included elements of soft porn like romance scenes and such. I think it has a time and a place. It can be artistic, but it has a potential for abuse. Ooh, that's such a good well, point. Well, and you know, we as humans, you know, oh, you know, tend to take things to the extreme, right? Like like, you know, we, we it's it's almost like, well, it's like me driving a car, right? Like, hey, fill that thing up. All right, let's go drive it. Let's go have some fun with it. It's like, oh, I watched one video, now I got to watch 15 videos. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how we are inherently as humans, we don't think, oh, yeah, I just spent, you know, 10 minutes watching adult content, and now all of a sudden, two hours later, I want to watch it again. It's like it's like soda. Soda's a perfect example of this. Oh, you drink one soda, you're thirsty in five minutes. You got to drink another one. It's the same concept. And so that's why I say, my opinion is in moderation, it's probably not going to do anything to you. If you watch it, like I said, once every six weeks or whatever, yeah, there's probably not, that, not much that's going to happen. But if you're watching it every day... And it's like what you obsess on and like you're, you're, you know, like it's tearing you down, let's say, or like it's your whole world. Like that's not healthy. But the other thing, and this probably is going too far, admittedly. The other thing I think it does is it sexualizes every woman that you come into contact with. Well, yeah. I think whether it's the, the scantily clad young lady at the gym this morning or, you know, the woman walking down the street, like, you know, how many, how many times you said, would you? You know, like it's that thing. And I think the problem is this is this is what happens with a like during the Brittany Griner case in Russia. Right. How many people talked about sex with her or like, I mean, it's a sexualization that we have with every female we come into contact with. Mm -hmm. And it, it's become pervasive in our society. And the thing that I worry about is now I think it becomes generational. Now I think it becomes generational. And I wonder how does this impact family units now? Like how does I this impact? How does this in fact impact the dysfunction of teenage boys and their teenage sisters? Well, like, and I think the thing that's really interesting is like, you know, we have these conversations, we talk about the negative impacts, but I also have to say, on the flip side of that, what about the economic impact? What what kind of economic impact has OnlyFans had? Right, like people yeah. are spending a ton of money on that. That's I mean, you have people making five figures a month on OnlyFans. How did we get to OnlyFans? Exactly through Porn the cell hub. phone. Pornhub. Porn yeah. How, yes. did, how did pornography explode? The cell phone. Yeah. Like, it, oh, that's right. It wasn't good enough just to jump on Pornhub and, you know, do your thing to those videos. You needed a personal connection to the creator. You needed to know that he or she knew who you were and was going to do what you wanted them to do. Like, that's what OnlyFans is. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. It's not, this is not a surface level conversation. I mean, porn is definitely like rampant in our country. I just think it's tough to measure how damaging it is because it's case by case, just like anything else. And I, I by the way, I also think it's a, an addiction. I don't see any way that you turn that off. Like when you're being intimate with your partner, I don't see how you turn that off. Yeah. Science says it's not a choice. You have to control your brain. What's going, your thoughts, you turn into your words, turn into your actions. Like, yeah. Yep. I think that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, Kay Nuren says it destroys many people and families. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not well educated enough on we, that's why we we're talking about. It. Yeah. I don't know what it does to the family structure. It can't be good. Most kids these days don't even go outside. They just play video games or on the phone or watching TV. Totally agree, Brady. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Uh, the Monty show. Whew, that was a quick three hours today. It was maybe tomorrow. We do not talk about the PAC 12, big 12 thing. Maybe. Although, by the way, we probably going to wind up talking about your boy. Yeah. Phoenix is up 57-41 at the half. 
Durant, Aiton, and Booker all have 12 points. Who is, uh, who is the only starter to make a three-point shot for the Suns? Uh, Kevin Durant, two of three. There you go. Um, Craig's got two off the bench. He's got eight points, two there of two go. off the bench. But there you go. Kevin Durant's a plus 15. Yeah. Yep. 57-41, Suns over the Hornets. Easy peasy. As I said. Easy as I said, peasy, sir. D-Rock Irish said, great show. Jeremy Callahan said, no, no, and no. <laughs> uh, thought this was a sports channel, Ver- Vernon Sheldon Withers. Damn, said. Vernon, you know, for someone who doesn't agree with our takes and hates our show, you've been here for like all three hours. I don't think I remember your comment 20 minutes in. I remember you, bro, and I appreciate you, man. We talk about all things, dude. Like, I mean, uh, uh, honest to goodness, we we do two, two hours and 45 minutes of sports. The last 15 to 30 minutes is anything we want it to be. Yeah. You know. Jeff Johnson says, sup, guys. Go Angels. We're almost there, Jeff. I promise. Eric C. says, adios, Monty Town. Thanks for the show. Appreciate you. Good night, Jake, Monty, and Casuals. You got this, Gumby Extra Regular says. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Don't forget, the official energy drink of The Monty Show is bucked up. Get the free samples right below in the description. Click the free sample link. Three free samples, the best shaker cup you're ever going to own, and it's free. They're going to send it right to your front door. Click the link for free samples below. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.